I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass, Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you, suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. I got that nerd rage. Nerd rage. I got that nerd rage. Gentlemen and ladies, it's that time of the month. The shortest month of the year, but the one with the most love. It's the same month as Valentine's Day, Black History Month, and Chocolate Lovers Month. Coincidence? Well, it is time once again for your favorite geek some pop culture podcast called Nerd Herders. My name is Greg Legatons, and joining me is always with me, this litany of intros we have to go through first. The Dragon of the Dojo, the Mac Daddy, Daddy Mac, Double Dragon, Double D, Damien Dragon. And, ahoy, ahoy. and with him, his lovely wife, the author of the upcoming biography. What was it called again? I don't think I've ever mentioned it. Tell me who I'm supposed tell me who I'm supposed to be. Chronicling her life as a wrestler, manager, referee, wife, mother. But most importantly, she does a dead-on impression of Optimus Prime. The beautiful Foxy Foxy. Uh, do it now. Now. Let's go. See? It's like watching Transformers all over again. It's just like it. And uh, our fourth uh, uh, host, uh, Dan Calachico. Yeah, Tonight, nice. ladies and gentlemen, you know, in our podcast, we're going to be shooting the shit talking shit, and in Dan's case, eating shit, because this is a very special episode. You know, just like in the 70s when there would be a very special episode of The Wall and the very special different strokes when 
Mr. Carlson, you know, was uh, taking pictures of uh, Arnold and Dudley. Very special happy days when Richie almost died from the motorcycle that Fizey gave him. This is a very special episode of Nerd Herders. Because if you are a avid listener of this podcast, and why wouldn't you be? I mean, hell, look at it. How dare you if you're not? Yes. Uh, a wager was made. Uh, it wasn't a wager. He dared me. <laughs> and I, get, I, I get nothing for this. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to make this as, as, as painless for you as possible, Dan. <laughs> well, kill I'm me. Trying to It'll get be the, painless. I'm, well, probably what you're going to eat is going to kill you quicker than what I'm going to say. But uh, Dan Kalachika was dared to eat this concoction. Oh. And uh, <laughs> I wasn't privy to the, the, the foundation, the beginnings of this epic, uh, massive undertaking. So would one of you please take it away and find and lead us up to where we are right now? Okay. So, <laughs> so for those of you just tuning in, for the prolong first, it as, do me a favor, prolong it as long as possible. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gonna be so good! So cool. we're actually gonna be, call- cool. we're actually be calling our sons into the into the room for this one because they want to yeah, see. Yeah, get everybody in here! I can't wait. It's like torture. <laughs> call All the, right, so call the neighbors. Day. Wake the kids. Oh. In case you don't know, yeah, call, call, call your grandpa, call your mother-in-law, call your father-in-law, get the cat, get the dog. This is gonna get interesting, folks. All right, so about two months ago. In uh, our roundtable discussion, there's always the WTF segment, which is the, you know, what the fuck segment. Uh, and I had brought up, um, as we know, in different areas, different places get different things on a, on a menu, you know, from franchises and everything like that. Um, so China had their limited to, I think it was 4,000 hamburgers or whatever like that. It is a spam and Oreo crumb hamburger with mayonnaise. We've omitted the mayonnaise for the sake of Dan because Dan can't stand mayonnaise. So we've omitted the mayonnaise. Well, I also but don't have any and forgot to buy some because I was gonna do. I was gonna put some on there for the hell of it and surprise everybody, and then I forgot, and then I don't have any. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, nevertheless, you know, we did allow him to omit the mayonnaise, but basically, again, it, it was a hamburger sold in China on a sesame seed bun. Uh, Slice of spam and sprinkled on uh, is a crumb layer of Oreo cookies. So we dared Dan on uh, on the air to eat one on the air. Now, last month, he didn't get around to do it because he totally forgot to do it and everything like that. But he set a clock and, he, and he's had a countdown on every show that he, that he does during the week for this and everything like that. Uh, so before, like, Dan can kind of walk us through what he's smelling, what he's seeing and everything. We're going to get our kids in here because they're dying to get, see this. Get Gordon Ramsay on this bit. Yeah, you got to get, just again, we're going to prolong this as long as possible to keep you watching, but also Dad is like trying to string out the inevitable. All right, so, boys, it, it's, it smells like a combination of chocolate and ass. All right, so get behind us because we've told him you guys are going to be watching this as well, so okay, pick a side, pick a side. Just, like, These are the Rugrats that we've spoken about in the past. Mm-hmm. So we've got, uh, per- forgive me for not caring. <laughs> we've got Jace and Seth in the house waiting to see this amazing thing. Okay, so just put it in the camera. Let's see Let's see what we got oh, going on God, here. This is, okay, so just to, oh, oh, 
Okay, now, did you make it yourself? Yes, I bought Spam. I bought Oreos and had a lovely time eating Oreos. I had a not-so-lovely time taking the Spam out of the container because, ugh. And listen, you know what? I'll save that line for later. Um, That's gross. Okay, so did you put, like, the full Oreo, or did you crumple I, it like I a- took I took literally Oreos. Instead of breaking them down, I put them on, and now they're too soggy to break. <laughs> so if you want, I could look that there. The bending now. There. Craig's face dropped. All this is He's just like, oh, this is so gross. Oh. All right, so I'm gonna take. We lost Craig sound. We lost Craig sound. Yeah. <laughs> What gets me is that all the crap that Dan is about to eat, but he draws a line at mayo. It's like, oh, I'll eat all this other shit, but mayo, nah, can't do that. It's the, right. texture. It's the texture, Craig. Okay, gotcha. I'm going to take the biggest, biggest bite I can out of this <laughs> mon-fucking-strosity of a sandwich, and I'm going to do it now. <laughs> okay, here we go, folks. Straight Straight camera on there. Camera on me. <laughs> Get it in there. Get it in there. <laughs> oh. Hold on. Hold on. Can you wash it? Can you wash it down with some mucus? Wash it down with your ass. <laughs> no, it probably tastes better. Wow. Uh, I'm getting there. You swallow, Danny. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm going to say something shocking. What? I'm going to say something shocking. This is pretty good. Whoa! Get that man another. Oh, impossible. I I put a lot of disgusting things in my mouth, and this is not so bad. Again, that's what she said. Okay. All right. Like a, like a food connoisseur, describe what's going on. Describe the texture. Well, Come on. <laughs> in the moment, I'm trying to swallow. I took a big bite, man. <laughs> All these innuendos are classic. Trying to swallow, I've had dirtier things in my mouth. So I could, I'm trying to finish so I can swallow it. <laughs> uh, it tastes like spam with chocolate. Uh, it um, once you get it all hot, the Oreos kind of soften, so it's not really crunchy anymore. So it's kind of like a layer of chocolate on top of the most disgusting meat other than pork roll on top of bread. <laughs> so it tastes like a big salty Oreo. And um, I walked two miles before I did this, and I'm real glad I did. Because the pain in my legs is uh, helping me ignore this disgusting. I say it's disgusting. It's really hard to I don't know what reaction you're looking for. It's not that bad. <laughs> Let me say this. Let me say this. The mayonnaise would have killed this for me. But this isn't too bad. In fact, okay. I was hoping. 
I was hoping for some hurl, but this is the next best thing. I'm going to be impressed if he finishes it during the show. I wonder if it would make a difference if it was flame broiled. The Oreo or the Spam? I don't think that matters if the Spam is frame broiled. <laughs> spam is Spam. Spam, 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 Spam. Yeah, it's, um... No, it's not that bad. Wow. Okay, well, what else can we dare Danny eat? Since uh, that one nothing, because we're not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> GM Spectre says, so the question is, how can we make it work? Microwave. I cooked it, let it sit, and then I microwaved it to heat it up before I did it, which is probably why the Oreos are soft. But Presented it on a nice plate and everything, too. Listen, I, the only plates I own, sir. <laughs> I only have nice plates. If I'm going to eat and die from eating, I'm going to look good doing it. <laughs> Damn it. I can't eat glass of that. That's so much. Oh, it's so much. <laughs> <laughs> the flavor's too rich between the salt and the chocolate. It's literally a wave of... Not Chocolate enough. and the saltiest salt you could ever taste like World War Two in my mouth. <laughs> Dude, the burp from that is gonna be fantastic. It's like, oh, what did I eat? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna remember this. I'm gonna remember this later. I'm gonna burp up chocolate and go, what the fuck did I? Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, it was that. He's still eating it. I love it. He's still eating it. Whatever, it's I'm fatty. Like <laughs> it's like it, it when you it first get into it, Dan. It's like it grew in your mouth. It's like it got it did, it kept getting bigger it, and bigger. It did do that because the problem yeah. is you stacked it, and once you bit down, it kind of expanded. So it was like. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can go back and watch your show. All right, guys, go back to the next All right, please yeah. take over so I can go uh, run in traffic and end my. Use mouthwash. Yeah, you think I'm good? I'll be back. And gasoline, and well, that and was our gasoline. <laughs> that was our eat. Well, he got about halfway through it. He ate half of it. Hey, Damon. Yeah. 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 Hey, all right. What yeah, we have. Well, uh, there was the eat shit version of uh, nerd herders for this month. Uh, Dan Kalachika was temporarily indisposed. He's going to wash his mouth out with some uh, gasoline or uh, castor oil to get that sweet-smelling taste in his mouth. But we also have other business to attend to uh, because this has been a month of incredible uh, nerds and geekdom. Dan, are you still with us? Craig, point of order, just to follow up about the burger. Yes. Anything we eat in this house, the dog waits for me. He was not waiting for that. <laughs> No. Did you put? Did we say we were going to put it near the dog just to see how the dog reacted? What say that? I'm not giving the dog chocolate. No, I'm not saying give it to him, but just to see what the dog does. Oh, I threw that sucker out. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> That's in the chair. I've never thrown something out so fast and happily in my life. But you, hey, you did it like a champion. Like weird, three quarters of it. It's weird to say. It's not. I could see people eating that. And going, yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it's so weird. What do, you think the, what do you think the difference the mayonnaise would have would have made to it? It would have made it a little juicier. Oh. It probably, you know what? It would have held the sandwich together. Oh God! Yeah. 
it's the glue. It's like kind of a the paste. Between. Oh, oh god! You all right? Uh, mayonnaise. Yeah. I, that's uh. Oh, it's coming! It's coming back up. I was like, is, is this an aftershock that we're getting? Oh no, no, it's just the thought of putting mayonnaise on it. All right, take over. I'll be right back. I guess. <laughs> At some point, Dan's going to be cleaning out his bowels during yeah, the I'm gonna show. Go, I'm, I'm going to jump do that right now. Okay. <laughs> wow. If only we had a remote camera for that. But uh, So, Nerd Herder listeners, watchers, fans, uh, we deliver. We uh, we promised you that. And even though we're it's a month late, uh, Dan is a man of his word. Uh, better man, Dan, than I would ever be, because if I ever had to eat any shit like that, I would have just said, you know what, you got me. You can call me whatever you want, coward, you know. Craig would have called insect for the day. Sorry. He had a big uh, ice pack on my head in a full suit saying, I can't do the show. I got the black lung pop. Ah. Anyways. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Well anyway, uh hats off to uh Mr. Kalachiko for being a man of his word and being Absolutely. a man of his, and being a man of his turd because that's what it looked like that he ate and that's how he reacted. Yeah, this is gonna be interesting to see how long he's gone. Yeah. He's down in Listerine or whatever he's gotten. He should have installed a bathroom cam so we could see what actually is going on in the toilet and what I'm just picturing, picturing the Ace Ventura scene, you know, I orders the man and all this squeezing toothpaste and taking the plunger. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Oh, my God. Uh, well, I'm sure there's something else that happened this month that uh, we can uh, chat about in the uh, analog. Well, quite a few things. I mean, uh, since we were so focused, I mean, since we were so focused on, you know, this stupid, ridiculous stunt <laughs> that we dared Dan to do. Um, I, we, we have our round table discussion. We really didn't come up with a a main focal matter other than the stunt this evening. So we're just going to round table discussion. Whatever comes, uh, comes, comes what may, we go from there. How about that? that that's that. Well, hey, Nerd Herders, if you want to chime in and you got something for us, by all means, free form tonight. <laughs> because yes, it is. in the real world of things as well, you know, Foxy and Damon have had a rough 24-plus uh, hours, 72, whatever you want to call it. It's been rough. So yeah. we're here. <laughs> well, the, the next right. thing I, I was going to do is uh, with this, because uh, obviously we expected the Dan uh, Spamberger thing. I thought it would be at the end of the show. And leading up That's to what it, I thought, too. Yeah, I thought it was going to take the second part. Like, he was yeah. so desperate to get it over with. Yeah, it's like, okay, now what the hell are we going to talk about now? But uh, the thing is, even if this show went off the rails, even if we lost Dan to violent um, food poisoning or uh, an terrible uh, gestaltic uh, re- reaction, we can always say, thanks to what's been happening this month, is um, it was Agatha all along that brought all this together. And uh, for those of you who don't know what I just said, that it was Agatha all along, you have been missing out on the number one television show in all of this country, in all of this reality anyway, in platforms all across the country, even though it's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, WandaVision has been the runaway, best-selling, weekly, episodic show, getting bigger ratings than Raw. Can you believe that? It, it's no, hard. that's not – Yeah, right it's now. possible. Yeah, as far but as – I understand fact. everybody's mostly tuning in for Alexa Bliss. <laughs> and, yeah, and the Papa Chango um, – 
Randy Orton segment, which was... Well, I just wanted because, of course, that was, that was all over the internet and everything like that, so if we're going to touch on that, but I actually, like, had posted a comment. I usually post a comment when it's funny. I don't get, like, critical or whatever like that because I'm not going to open that floodgate, but only uh, when I think of something funny, like, I'll put a funny gif, and usually people go, okay, that was fucking hilarious. So, <laughs> all I thought of when I saw that was literally space balls, you know, get this one Dr. My hands, get this man some Pepto-Bismol! Like, that's exactly so I posted like a Pepto Bismol thing and people with the quote and people got it. <laughs> yeah, that's a great film. It's a great, it, it, great it's reference. It's interesting though, because uh, wasn't it just what four weeks ago that we were sitting here and fans were bitching and complaining about WandaVision and all of a sudden now they love it? Oh my goodness! Would have thought if you waited to let things flesh out a little bit. Really? Yeah, crazy concept. I'm back. Yeah, thank you. That now, was a crazy, now, crazy concept uh, that you're back. Again, we're, you know, we're going to obviously keep things spoiler-free because I do have a question for you guys because obviously, you know, with what's going on with us, we have not caught up on one division or anything like that because, you know, what? again, uh, you guys, you got, you got, well, you guys know what's going on over here. You guys know yeah. what's going on over here. You're right. I um, but, all right, so I saw a, a, a headline today regarding the last episode of WandaVision, how it pretty much has opened up the doorway for, and if you don't want to hear anything, la, 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 uh, open up the doorway for Dr. Doom. <laughs> as a so, uh, and there we go. Okay, so, um, again, you know, so go for it. Hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. Tip of the iceberg. That's all I'm going to say. I, I can't, I don't know, Craig, can I really, can we really... There's so many possibilities, and there's so many things that certain people know that is going to happen. Yeah, uh, Doctor Doom, uh, Damien, I will tell you this is just one of the many names that has been floated about after the end of episode seven of WandaVision, and we know every episode uh, leaves us hanging with possibilities of what could happen next. And obviously, at the end of this last episode, when you do see it. You'll understand uh, what Dan means by very – just a tip of a, a, t- a titanic you, type you of iceberg. You guys have read Marvel more than me. Uh-huh. Tip of the iceberg. Yeah, that that we know of because we – you know, obviously the the debut of a, of a Quicksilver from another uh, Marvel movie is what threw everyone into a tizzy. Yeah, uh, because it, it was a Quicksilver that we knew from the X Men universe, not the Quicksilver we knew from the Mar- from the Avengers, which played timeline. her brother in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, they didn't go that route. Yes, yes, and even to the point where Darcy, the the uh, sword agent, said, "Oh my God, she recast Pietro," um, meaning that was a different person who uh, played who was her brother. But this Pietro certainly knows everything about Wanda. Including how Vision died, which how would he know, since he wasn't even there when he was dead before Vision died? So, how would he know all that? So, uh, we found out in episode seven, which you will too, uh, the big reveal, which is kind of the worst kept secret, um, or it's not say the worst kept secret, but something that Marvel fans guessed from episode two or three, uh, the the uh, nosy neighbor, um, Agnes, and her role in all of this. Can I, can and I be honest? It, please. It, 
I forgot all about the nosy part that when it happened, mm-hmm. I was like, I completely surprised. And you know what? It, spoiler alert. It didn't. I didn't think of it until I was talking to you when mm-hmm. you told me who the the backstory of who this person was is yeah. the out the costume she's wearing in the car in her interaction with Vision. Yeah, was literally on the nose to everybody under their nose. And yeah. very and this still the amount of people that were surprised didn't pick up on that either made me feel better that I didn't pick up on it. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously for comic book fans, it was a big oh, thank gosh, oh, I knew it. But for uh, non comic book fans, it was a an, another great twist in a episodic show with ends with great twists. Yeah. So when. Damien and Veronica, when you see uh, episode 7 of WandaVision, and know um, this is why I'm holding back now because I know that the, the last 24 hours that you had, the last 40, the last week you've had, and even just a week in your lives anyway is stressful enough. So you'll get to it when you get to it. When you do, uh, we this will all come to fruition. But uh, Damien, back to your point about it being Dr. Doom, Dr. Doom is one of many names that have been banded about, others being Mephisto, Nightmare, Loki, who coincidentally his uh, – look, the Loki series uh, date of his, um, of his series debut was, was just announced today. So all of these names are in play, uh, but we will not know until uh, the, uh, the series wraps up. And – Going back to what Foxy said at the beginning, you remember four weeks ago everyone was saying how WandaVision was boring? Before WandaVision came out, the people that had already seen it gave it a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes because they had seen the entire series. So everyone that was upset in the first two weeks thought it was (laughs) – Not not calling my other podcast partner stupid. He is is stupid. Who I co-host Comic Book Gurus with. He was very he was disappointed. He just didn't like the, the, the sitcomy stuff, the the laugh track and all that other stuff. Well then he doesn't count in that conversation. <laughs> but the people that had a problem with it being so, you know, folksy and everything like that and I was just telling them to wait, wait that there wait. is a Oh my reason. god. Everything was deliberate from the mo word go. What I can't what I can't understand though, Dan, is we're Marvel fans and if we could wait a year or two years after Captain after Captain America Civil War, we had to wait two years for Black Panther. Yeah. And we did but without complaint. We had to wait a year after the snap. And one of my greatest memories is my mom. My mom hated this stuff when I was buying comic books. I uh-huh. lived around the corner a half a block away from Pat Jack's Comic Crypt in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I walk up there all the time and just come home with a stack of anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she hated this stuff. And then Iron Man came out, and she's like, "Have you seen Iron Man?" I'm like, "Oh, oh have you? Oh, I did. <laughs> you did? What did you think? I I loved it. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so she's been able to watch all these and. And be like, I love, yeah. wow, I love it. She likes DC movies too. That's how I know mm-hmm. I, I don't feel as bad about my opinion about DC because she has no attachment to the comic no. books. Yeah, she mm-hmm. likes 
those movies. Shit, yeah, as, as movies, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. exactly. Past, past the, the, and even, and I'm going to tell you, and don't say anything about me and about my mom, Craig, I'll kick your ass. Uh, she loves Suicide Squad. And I told her, listen, I understand why you love Suicide Squad. I like it too. It's Ghostbusters 2, 3, I mean. But please know you're the minority. He goes, I love, she goes, I love Croc. I'm like, I understand. I completely understand. She got a kick out of him watching BE. All he wanted was to watch BET. She thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, Can I tell you something? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It must be a mom thing because since she's been quarantined, my mom has been on a TNT kick. It was one of those things where she doesn't have anything to do, so she goes up and down the dial. And then she'll call me. And well, I talk to her every night at 11 o'clock. I always call my mom at, at 11 o'clock every night. And I've done so for the last 40 years or ever since I've been I've moved out. I always call my mom at 11 o'clock. And it would almost be like a once-a-week thing. Or she would, I would say, I would call her to see how she's doing. But then she'd say, Craig, you know what I saw? And I'd say, what? I saw Justice League. That was good. And then another week. <laughs> I just saw Man of Steel. Was that about Superman? That was good. So, like, and it had no reference. And um, in my Facebook memories, I saw Black Panther with my mom a year ago, um, two, uh, three years ago, three years ago yesterday. Yeah. Again, no frame of reference. Had, she thought, I had to tell her right before we went in, Mom, this is not about Bobby Seale. This is not about the DC Revolution. And she became she was, but she became enamored. I mean, yes, too many, it. Is, it is not yes. I know the title is misleading, but but I mean to the point where she called me in tears when she heard about Chadwick. So that's yeah. how invested she was about these movies. So that but that's the test of you don't have to be a comic book fan to enjoy these movies. It's just good storytelling and characters that will suck you in. Go ahead, Dan. To add to that. It's exactly where I was going, and that's an amazing story. But it, to add to that, my mom's experience, well, you guys know comic book characters come back. If they die, it's not necessarily the end. She watched Infinity War with me. She didn't see that in theaters. I said, just watch it with me. I have the blue Like, I ordered the Blu-ray day on it. Come on and say it. The end happens, and she looks at me like this, and I look just like her, so she goes, I said, yeah. She goes, what happened? I said, they're fucking dead, ma. What do you mean they're dead? They're dead. I said, mom, they're dead, and they're not coming back. <laughs> now, of course, I told her, I said, relax, there's an end game. No pun intended. To all of this, there's going to be an end. Somebody's going to die. Blah 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 blah. But I said this is just part one of the story. But the look I will take away with me, the look of it was like a child watching the scene at Star Wars for the first time, where Vader goes, "Well, spoiler alert," um, where Vader goes, "I'm your father, dude. It's me." And I'm your daddy. Yeah, I'm your daddy. And the look, I one of my favorite things, I hate reaction videos. I hate trailer reaction videos. I hate that shit. Except for music that I like to listen to. I watch some, but I like watching people discover that. And people watching the scene where Vader's revealed as the dad. And fathers having their kids watch that scene. And every one of them is the same. 
what? And <laughs> so for my mom, it was reversed. Is Endgame. Snap. Rocket. She lost it with uh, uh, Groot. She did not like that. She got mad. <laughs> she was mad. <laughs> and then I told her what, you know, James Gunn said. He said to Rocket, and it destroyed her. Um, which is dad. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Um, but that look on her face uh, is worth every minute. The point being, just in case you thought I forgot, people, is that when, when, and we could argue that this movie wasn't good, and that wasn't movie wasn't very good compared to other movies. But what in the world has Kevin Feige done since 2008 that has led you to act like you did after two episodes of WandaVision and and? And demand more. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> Makes no sense. Drives me crazy. The show has literally kicked the, uh, gotten the ball further up the field every single time there's a credit roll. And the fact that the end of this one just said, please stand by, wasn't even better. <laughs> what I think it is, Dan, with the with the impatience now of Mar- of Marvel fans, because thanks to COVID, we went an entire year. The first time since 2008, we went an entire year without a movie. So Aww. now we're getting a we're now we're getting a weekly show, and the, with the whole Marvel thing intact, you know, right to the, the opening credits and the music and all that. So now we, we finally have a Marvel product, and it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. Uh, the thing we have to realize is is that um, after WandaVision goes right into Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, so we have maybe like a week. Uh, in between time, before we get another Marvel product that's of movie quality, and that's going to further the uh, story of um, of uh, the Captain America saga, yeah, and, and everything else. And uh, it was just announced today the uh, the title of of the Spider-Man Three. Ah yes. Um, oh yeah, which I've, I've got. Yeah, again, I've got the new tidbits. I got that in. I, I, I definitely got that in there too, and everything. Which of course there was a lot of jokes about that as well. The the title for Spider Man, uh, Spider Man uh, was uh, you know phone home. <laughs> it's like Spider Man home slice, home slice. Uh, it was a home wrecker. One of them, I think home wrecker was one of them. Home wrecker. Yeah, that was uh, the guy. The guy who played Ned. That was his. Uh, his. Because uh, each one, uh, Tom Holland, uh, Ned. Uh, the guy who plays Ned. Jacob ba- uh, Batalon. And uh, Zendaya, who plays MJ, they each had their, they each put on their Instagram the the title of the new Spider-Man. One was Homewrecker, the other was Home Slice, and the other was Phone Home, uh, all with a home in their title. Can I just say real quick that low-key, one of my favorite endings was that first Spider-Man. The the yeah. post when 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 uh, uh, Aunt, Aunt, Aunt May Aunt May yeah. just walks in the room and it just ends with her going, "What the? <laughs> what the? I just hey." Oh, let's go. This low key, like, oh, okay. I guess we're all on board for this now. Jesus. Yeah. I'm sorry, but being Spider-Man, Marissa Tomei couldn't be my aunt. No, no, because I'd go to jail for obvious reasons. Can I say something, uh, Damien, with your permission about exactly. how the how this where how Hollywood treats women as opposed to how they treat men? Um, Robert Downey Jr., Diane Lane, and Marissa Tomei are all the same age, the exact same age. Robert Downey Jr. is seen as a playboy Tony Stark, while, while Diane Lane 
and Marissa Tomei are both mother figures for yeah, their good, superheroes. Yeah, good, because uh, I have a friend of mine that looks like that kind of thing on Pornhub and says they're great. <laughs> the not my mom yeah, videos or yeah. not my yeah. sister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Step, I don't, step mom. don't ask me how yeah, I yeah. that. I no, no, not not <laughs> my yeah. Not ventures. But to many that bothers folks that uh, Marissa Tomei and Diane Lane are both seen it. Marissa Tomei's Aunt May, Diane Lane is Superman's mom. And they're the exact same age as Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, the Superman mom thing kind of confuses me. Yeah. I don't get that one at all. Yeah, but that's how that's how Hollywood is. But anyway, Marissa Marissa Tomei still the uh, the unusually hot aunt as Robert Downey called her in uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. <laughs> but uh, she will be returning in Spider-Man Three. But um, and as what we know about Spider-Man Three, we know who's uh, Who's been in it, or we've seen in it? Uh, Jamie Foxx, um, Alfred Molina, uh, J. Uh, J. K. Simmons, uh, Charlie uh, Cox, rumored to be playing Daredevil in this. Already filmed his scenes already, so this may be oh. part of the multiverse. Um, mm-hmm. That all these uh, people from Spider-Man villains from different Spider-Man movies. Uh, I've already filmed their scenes. I just assume that all these movies in the next phase is all somehow going to come down to multiverse, multiverse, all of them. Yeah. The Doctor Strange thing, WandaVision, Captain Falcon, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. No, hey, DC's doing it with the whole Batman thing, so why the hell not? Yeah, but they're doing it wrong, though. Well, see, DC's uh, is going to be, well, what the Flash movie, the Flashpoint. Uh, where we can, which was touched upon in the Flash TV series, the different Earths, you know, Earth One, Earth whatever, and uh, they've already cast a new Supergirl uh, for the Flash movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, who will be? I would cast a new Supergirl too. Well, she'll be the first uh, Hispanic uh, woman to, to play the role of a, a Supergirl. And her, if you've mm-hmm. seen, I, I posted on Comic Book Guru's podcast, but if you've seen the video where the director tells her she's going to be Supergirl. Her reaction is priceless, absolutely uh, just jaw-dropping, and they had the Superman music playing in the background as he told her because he they were talking on Zoom, and he, he asked her, uh, can you fly? And she's thinking it's for the audition, like, oh, she already auditioned her to come back. So says, um, and he goes, do you need me to fly? And he goes, no, I mean physically, can you fly? And she goes, no, uh, but I'll do whatever you want. And then he pulls in a Superman outfit, so well, you're going to need this. And she just burst into tears, yeah. and they played the Superman Aww. music behind her, and it was absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Uh, but she's going to be the new Supergirl. And in uh, the Flash series, it's going to be Flashpoint, so it's going to be different. We saw a little bit of that in Batman versus Superman when uh, Flash went to – Showed up in the back cave and said, "You too? Uh, am I too late?" <laughs> I love that line. Am I too late? No. <laughs> Why is that funny? Uh, uh, the way he's because in all the seriousness is he's trying to send her send him a message, and then wait, am I too late? It just it occurred. It just occurred to me when I saw it the first time. Like, ah, oh, damn it, he didn't go far enough. <laughs> Well, this leads into the uh, the the Zack Snyder cut, 
of Justice League, which will be out next week, where we see more of that. Four or five hours now? Yep, good. Yeah, four hours. But we'll see more of that alternate future that we saw Batman in, where Superman and his minions have taken over the world. Uh, So we'll get to see more of that. And we get to see, you know, that version that the Joker we first met in Suicide Squad in this reality. Minus the tattoos, but in a full Christ-like regalia, uh, almost like a, a messiah complex. So, and we get to see Dark Side. We get to see uh, rumors of a uh, superhero cameo at the end of a superhero that hasn't been part of this DC universe. Uh, some say it could be a Green Lantern. I, I have a que- I have a question. This is probably a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, is this stuff that was filmed before Joss Whedon got a hold of it, or did he shoot all kinds of new stuff? No, he, he shot all this ahead of time. I think he shot all new stuff. I'm getting two different stories. He, he, he picked gonna, up a lot of stuff, but he shot new stuff, too. So Joker's being added as an afterthought, or was that always part of his vision? That was always part of his vision. Okay. Because what, what – yeah. Go ahead. The the original cut, the 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 – that's why it was we've had almost for a year release the the um, really release the cut because of all the stuff he had already filmed. So this was already right, cool. there. This is already in the can. I think they re, they reshot one scene since uh, since COVID because they couldn't have done all this last year. Yeah. During yeah. COVID, so this was already this was already done, and he just. Well, just like with Batman vs. Superman, how much of that was already filmed that we didn't find out until we got the DVD of nearly 48 minutes or 50 minutes of new stuff that made that movie much better. Yeah, the other version doesn't exist to me. Yeah. Yeah, And 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 the smaller scale, as as a smaller scale, that Ghostbusters 2016 extended cut, the original cut doesn't exist to me. That Sony had their hands all over it and made all these weird cuts. It, It just... The movie was destined to be a uh, cluster F anyway in the eyes of people, be, you know, who didn't get what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And so they were just like, we're going to do this, we need to reshoot this, and blah, 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 blah. And then they released the extended version. I'm like, assholes, just put two hours, it's two hours and 12 minutes. Put That's what should have gone out. Minus the dancing scene, but that's another podcast for another time. <laughs> It's like two minutes. Foxy, what you say two minutes. You say two minutes. I, I, I mean, I had this discussion separately with Damien because you, you saw me sit up to. Yes. To, That's this why I knew you were going to say something. Right? Like, we've talked about this in private, how it's, I don't understand the Zack Snyder thing until this very day because no. Zack, the internet didn't exactly like Zack Snyder for a very long time, and they were very with him doing Justice League, they were happy that he had to bow out due to the unfortunate family circumstances he had. And now, they love the guy. And it's like, like how the world turns because they went bananas that Joss Wheaton was taking it over. Prior to his allegations. Prior to his allegations, they were going bananas that he was doing it. And of course it came out, it didn't go that well. And, And now... Here we are, we've got a complete 180. Everything that's kind of seems to be coming about Joss Wheaton because of this male um, 
co-stars and female co-stars coming to the defense of Charisma Carpenter. And um, and everybody loves Zach again. I know. It's wild. How the world turns. I just want to put it out there that uh, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. Uh, I've loved Zack Snyder since I saw the original Watchmen in the theater. And the ending didn't bother me. Technically thought it was a better ending, but that's just my take on it. Ending aside, I loved that movie, and I've loved Zack Snyder since. So uh, I'm not. I'm trying not to say anything, but people coming on the bandwagon, I'm like, get out, get out. I I think people were more enamored. No, no, I meant not you. I meant people that were. No, I know we're we're voicing our opinions here. I can give a shit about Zack Snyder himself. I I I love Watchmen. I am one of the few people that love Sucker Punch. You know. Yeah. I could give a shit if it was Zack Snyder who did it or, like, the creature that lives underneath our sofa bed. It doesn't fucking matter to me. But it, it, it's just a matter of, you know, in doing Nerd Herders for as long as we have, we've seen yeah. the the shifting general consensus yeah. of we hate this guy, we hate this guy, and now we love him because mm-hmm. he's giving us something that we want. But y'all didn't want it at first, you picky troll motherfuckers. Uh, I don't want to. Rammy tonight. I, I don't want to. Uh, Rammy. I don't want to. Find Rammy. Uh, define Rammy. What is Rammy? Rammy I can define. I can define Rammy for you. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, Hardy Heff says, "Can't we please talk about the haircut Damien got?" <laughs> Did Damien have hair? I got my hat on so the dome isn't shining in the camera too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, I miss you guys, Hardy Heft. I miss, miss you too, Hardy Heft. Thank you. Um, yeah, Hardy was Zach one of our Snyder first like, visual guests in studio when we were doing the first editors. 8Butter41 says, I never wanted the Snyder cut. Well, I never wanted the Whedon cut, so. <laughs> That's funny. 8Butter. Oh, Lenny! You exist. Yeah, he does. Lenny, Lenny's Lenny, angry brother. Yeah, yeah. Lenny's disagreeing with everything I'm saying, and it's like oh, I'm just not gonna, whatever. I'm not here. It's not my show. That's Lenny. That's Lenny. Well, By the way, I, I, oh, I, sorry. Yeah. Lenny, Lenny is technically the forefather of tonight's dare. Yeah. Lenny, there is oh, a story with Lenny. Lenny is. Technically. Man, going back years right though. Now. I'm gonna block him. When right we used now. to dwell in the attic above us. Yeah. You know, we used to get together and just hang out. You know how it is. You know, you get together with your nerd buddies and we hang out, stuff like that. We actually we actually made a, a home game version of Whose Line Is It Anyway, yeah. which is a lot of fun. We actually played Whose Line Is It Anyway as a, as a home game. It was pretty cool. But anyway, uh, I believe on one of those crazy nights, it was a Friday night, and we got the first food dare we had ever did, which was basically to have a chocolate chip Chips Ahoy cookie with Tostito salsa. And he did it. And he actually said he liked it. Yeah, he said he liked it. He said he liked it. <laughs> um, GM Spectre says it was Lenny all along. Well, thanks a lot, Lenny. I'm now burping all meaty on, chocolate up. Nice. That was the name. That was my poor name in college. Anyway, um, what the uh, <laughs> Zach Snyder uh, – has always been a give-or-take guy with me. I like 300, but I've never been a fan of his director or directing style. 
I mean, if it's a movie and it's good, it's like, okay, but if it's Zack Snyder, it's like, it's not going to throw me one way or the other. Uh, I thought Batman vs. Superman, the, the, the uh, DVD version was way better than the um, uh, theatrical version, but that being said, and I hate when people say that, even though I just did, uh, he threw everything, he had three different storylines in one movie, and that's what bugged me about it. Um, you had the uh, Legend of the Dark Knight, I'm sorry, the Dark Knight Returns, with the Ben Affleck being, you know, old Batman, and then you had that, you had, he, it seems like Zack Snyder went to the fourth volume in Dark Knight uh, Returns and turned right to the Superman-Batman fight and said, let's make a movie about that, yeah. rather than the story that came, the, the three volumes that came before that, and then we'll put Doomsday in it, which is a whole other story arc, and then the death of Superman. Those are three different uh, storylines, three different events in one movie. Imagine if Kevin Feige said, okay, well, let's put Age of Ultron, Civil War, and the Infinity Gauntlet all in one movie. That's what DC did, and that's why they messed it up. So that's my, my major issue with Jack Snyder. Go ahead. It was like the fishbowl fish version of movie making. It was like, or like Mad Libs. It's like, they put the storyline and it's like, okay, enter the storyline here. And let's see. And then that's how they came up. They did a Mad Libs version for a movie. <laughs> yeah. Can so you that's, imagine that's if my, they went with the original yeah. ending for The Dark Knight Return? And, and that's yeah. how that fight ended? That's, that's just that one of the best lines where he's just walloping the shit out of Superman. Just beating the holy hell out of Superman. And he just goes, I want you to look up at me, and I want you, the last thing you see is the band, the one who beat you. Yes. And then, flatlines, dies. Batman dies. Spoiler yes. alert. Mm. But, that's why yeah, but that's why we need a, a live version Batman from that era, the Dark Knight Returns era, the old Batman. Just an asterisk on that. They did the animated version of The Dark Knight Returns. Yes. And Michael Emerson is one of the best Jokers that has ever been put on paper, uh, on screen. Yes. He was fantastic as that Joker. I cannot hear that Joker without hearing Michael Emerson's voice anymore. And as much as yes. Kelly hates, 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 hates Batman, hates, hates Batman, I brought it up like three days in a row once and on the third day, she flipped out on me. Jeez. And just, I fucking hate Batman. Stop bringing it up. <laughs> I was like, I got it. I'm sorry. She I never, that. Huh? never in my life have ever heard of anybody hating Batman. Uh, yeah, what the hell did Batman do to her? Uh, it's the mopey. It's, it, she, it, she, she, she keeps calling him Roger Waters. It's the one <laughs> My best friend's wife is is the is team you know team blue. Granted, but she doesn't hate that. Oh, she I've it. never uh, because I, I talk about it all the time, and she's just like I just I just ugh. But wow. she will watch that, which is funny because I hate RoboCop as Batman in that movie. Uh, okay. But she loves Michael Emerson uh, as Joker because she loves Michael Emerson. She's like, oh, my God, I love this movie. I'm like, yeah, see, huh? it's Batman. Okay. One of her – let me just say – let me add on to that Kelly's hate of Batman. Her favorite scene in Teen Titans to go to the movies is when they push him, his parents back into the alley. Wow. <laughs> Dark. 
Which is, which admittedly is one of the greatest. So you guys know me well. I had to be picked up off the floor for laughing so hard at that. Because it's, it's just the, he puts the pearls back on her necklace and just goes, and you just see Bruce Wayne. It's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I'm like, man, they went there in a cartoon? Jesus. That oh. movie was a riot. Like, if, if anybody's not seen the Teen Titans Go movie, I mean, granted, we're kind of, again, we're a little bit done with the show, yeah. but the movie's hilarious. Teen, I've always said Teen Titans Go is the Deadpool of the DC Universe. They get away with a lot. And, I, you know, and they and they take pot shots at the fanboys. They listen yeah. to everything. They don't take the shots at the fanboys and everything. They don't care. It's like, oh, you hear it's a fanboy. Everybody. I watched the block when that first started airing. Kelly's like, you got that. She'll watch that. And Kelly's like, you got to see the show. And it was this weird mixture of it's very Deadpool-like, very self-aware, very much hardcore. People know the, who know DC stories write that and animate that because there's references mm-hmm. all over that show. But at the same time, they will take shots at people that deserve it. <laughs> and I will say this, and I will to steal a line from Stardust, a.k.a. Cody Rhodes, I will fight a man best fight a man who says otherwise that Teen Titans go to the movies has the best Stan Lee uh, cameo ever, period. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Have, I will, we, I will, I will talk about have it. we talked about any news or are we just all just shooting? We've been shooting things. I had a real... What's the first thing I said? What is the first thing I said when we started? I said we're going to be shooting the shit, talking shit, and eating shit. That's exactly what I said at the top of the show. Okay, so we're just going to do a roundtable discussion of the news of the month, uh, and we'll see where it takes us from there. And, yeah, that's that's how it goes. Might I just say, I love the way Craig is spreading the love. Ladies cannot handle that, man. No, I know they can't. Yes, and the ones that can also. All I'm saying is, look, I am obviously, you know, I am obviously, you know, nothing wrong with it, but I'm obviously a straight man, but, uh, you know, I share a jail cell with you. Uh, uh, That's what I now, is it? Anyway, moving on, scroll, scroll, scroll. All right, so, nerd news of the month. We're going to jump into a couple of things. Some of them a little quick, some of them we'll decide to discuss. Okay, well. Um, Disney Plus had dropped today the uh, premiere dates for uh, Star Wars mo- show and a Marvel show. The first one we're getting is, of course, the Star Wars animated spinoff of The Bad Batch, which involves the Stormtroopers, uh, the Rogue Squadron of Stormtroopers, rather. And that'll be coming out literally on Star Wars Day on May the 4th. So that's to be definitely one to look forward to. And then, coming down the pike would be the third installment following in the footsteps of WandaVision. And then, of course, you know, Winter Soldier and Falcon. We'll, we will get on June 11th, one that I know Foxy's kind of excited for, Loki. She loves, she loves Loki, a.k.a. Tom Hiddleston. That man got some No, moves. I don't love Tom Hiddleston. When you, when you saw him do the dancing thing, you were like, I love Loki. Yeah, that's true. I don't like actors. I like the characters. they play, I yeah. Like, I don't really I, like Johnny Depp, but walks into the house, and I'm like, hey! Veronica, well, Robert Downey. Downey. Veronica. Downey's kind of transcended and all cool yeah. all around. You need to, yes, yeah, you you need to talk to my, one of my best friends, Stacy, because she said the exact same thing 
about Chris Evans. She loves Captain America. <laughs> Even though I send her Chris Evans, but no, I love Captain America. I didn't say I love Chris Evans. I love Captain America. So I, it's I get true. it. true. Yes. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's true. No, that is true. I mean, I know there's like one or two for me that's like the same thing. Like, I don't like the actor or actress per se. But I like the character. Yeah, but, like, you can easily say, okay, well, you love, like, Alyssa Milano, for example. Yes. I can't sit here and, like, take an actor and then go and just say, like, oh, I love that guy. Yeah. You know, like, I can't. Like, yeah, I love Hugh Laurie. No. Love House. I I love Dr. House. Yes. It's different. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you an example. Every year for Stacey's birthday or Valentine's Day, I'll send her a a Captain, uh, Captain America um, meme or GIF or something like that. When I sent her Chris Evans' picture, she sent it back. So I can only send her <laughs> when Chris Evans is dressed as Steve Rogers. That's that's acceptable. But Chris Evans as Chris Evans, she could care less. So I, I'm just telling you, I, I get it. I, it might be a woman thing, might be a really hot woman thing, but I I, I understand. Go ahead, Dame. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So yes, yeah, so we got. Oh, it's all good, all good. It's about Perform. personality. It's about personality. That's very true. You know, because I'm sure Hugh Laurie is a nice guy in person with his British accent, but who the fuck wants that? No, you you want pill-popping Jersey Dr. House, or at least I do, and I have problems. You know, who wants, you know, like, you know, nice Johnny Depp from Crybaby? No, you want stinky, smelly, ragamuffin Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Rick is Jack Sparrow. Unless it's just me, and I <laughs> have problems. From what I heard, all you have to do is be married to Johnny Depp. And you will get the oh. smelly version, yes. That too, sir? Yeah. That's too, true, actually. Is that a groan? <laughs> Ask Amber Heard. <laughs> Although, <laughs> it sounds right. like being married to both of them is so much fun. Hmm. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. With the exception of Alliance. Anyway, moving on. You're with him. Actually, that's not true. I like Jason Momoa. That's true, yeah. Jason Momoa is uber cool. Yeah, he's a Flyers fan. He's great. Yes. And an Aussie fan. Oh, he's even better. Jail cell. I'll marry him. Forget the jail cell. (laughs) Forget the jail cell. I'll hold your pocket. I'll hold you back it. Shit. <laughs> I'll see you in about ten years. Off the rails a little bit. A little bit. A little bit off the rails. It's okay. Yeah, I'll, That's what the show's about. I'll, I'll shut up all the time. That's all good. All right. Well, another news bit news here. Uh, big bombshell uh, out of today. Sort of. But definitely made a lot of waves and whatever. Big show. Paul White making the jump to AEW. He is it. All Elite. And, yeah, our kids mentioned it earlier. Like, that one kind of definitely came a little out of left field. I mean, it's the wrestling industry, so it is and it isn't. But it was like, wow, I thought you were, like, done. <laughs> like, I thought you were done. I thought you were done. And all of a sudden, oh, no, hey, no, I'm not done. I'm going to go over AEW now. Does anybody really care? I, I'm just saying it's news. I'm just saying it's care. It is news. The only I thing that basically care was that, 
was the last time that we saw Big Show, he was getting punked out by Randy Orton back when Randy Orton was back when they brought all the legends back for no reason, and Randy Orton was walking around, you know, just browbeating them and walking away. So the last time we saw Big Show, he was kind of came off like a pussy. Well, well, apparently that was one of the things that apparently like did edge him over, so to speak. Even though again, I thought he was, you know, going to be retiring. Um, like he didn't like, like, because apparently, literally the next day, his contract, whatever he had with them, was up the next day. And apparently, that the way they wrote that and presented him in the last couple of times that he was there, he was like already like tipping, like not being happy with the way they were doing with him. And I was like, all right. That's it. I'm done. But in the same token, I mean, okay, you've had a hell of a run. Uh, probably, you know, one of the better big men that, that improved over the years. Better big men and everything like that. Especially when he got to WWE where he really learned the craft and everything like that. But, I mean, you're at the at, at the end. Your career is not even winding down. It's winded it down. So it's like now is the time where you kind of get back. It's like, what, 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 what more was there for you to do? You've done everything, and there was no real, like, a lot of time left for you to do anything. So, I mean, what did you expect to leave with? I think Damien had his show, the big show show, not been canceled on Netflix. I don't think he would have jumped. Because not that the WWE did a lot to promote it, but the name Big Show belongs to the WWE, and the big show show was his show on Netflix. Had it gotten picked up, there would have been no reason for him to leave WWE uh, and go to AEW. But all that, you just said all, just kind of combined. His the show, Netflix canceling it, um, his contract being up, yet the writing was on the wall. I, I'm glad you brought this up because I have some feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, the first feeling is, is I, I have no problem with the hiring per se. It, you know, it doesn't matter what I say anyway in that way. But the way I'm to understand, he's going to be um, a commentator on their new YouTube show um, because, you know, they have 12 commentators. Why not 13? Um, number one. Number two, I think it is eventually going to lead to Shaq and him because the WWE kind of dropped the ball and forgot about that, and apparently that's something people And then that's now Cody's going out with the baby thing, so yeah, somebody's got to pick up that. Yeah, so I think that's going to be show all the way. He, I do want to say something about AEW. Um, and I just – I don't want this to turn into attacking AEW because it's wrestling company. It's not I'm – not, I'm not saying F AEW, uh, get out of my house, cancel culture, cancel AEW. Not about that. Not about that. The way I see it is AEW is not different or special. They they set out to be an alternative, and while I understand what it is and what it is is Cody and his buddies, that's what it is. There's nothing per se wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, and I got the two wrestlers nodding, so I feel confident when I'm saying this time. The last time I had a hot take, they were like, no, idiot, and I'm like, oh, okay. Um Rightfully so, by the way. I'm not debating when you were you set me straight on the other one. It it is what it is. They hire people for diversity, and they're not goddamn using them. They haven't tried. When when I 
You cannot bring these things up without getting attacked on Twitter. Uh, it's not me going, you just whine and nobody's attacking you. I've seen people try to have this conversation on Twitter. It doesn't go well. Everybody attacks somebody who has any opposing opinion about AEW without saying it. Now, there are WWE fans. This is not just AEW fans doing it. It's wrestling fans. I get that. But you can't bring it up and discuss it because it doesn't exist. And I'm going to use my goddamn platform to say it. It's the same. It's the good old boys. It's the same old wrestling network, a different generation of the same goddamn wrestling network running the wrestling network. And the problem with that is, when you ask Craig, somebody's been watching wrestling longer than all of us, that even though it's the old boys network, it's not what he would watch in the first place. So you've got this weird chasm of echo chamber that is clashing right now, and you have all these people that were signed that were meant for diversity, and they're not using them. They're not giving them a shot. When you bring up, and then Damien take take over after this. When you bring that up and you say, well, they're not higher, uh, you can't give the high rate. Nyla Rose didn't get a run. That was not a run. It, it wasn't. Sonny Kiss, whatever your opinion is of the gimmick, has not been given a chance. It just hasn't. And that's, like I said, that's okay if that's the way you want to go. But I'm tired of pretending that All Elite is something special. It's just another wrestling company on TV doing the same stuff. Wrestling's been happening. It's the same cycle for 100 years. That's the way it is. There are indies that are going to try changing that coming up. We're going to have interviews on HIC uh, Talk Radio. Um, I just wanted to point that out. I'm not here to argue about it. I'm just saying it's the same. It's not an alternative. It's the goddamn same. And then I have one more. Damien's going to say what he's going to say, and then I have one more thing to add while we're on the AEW train. One more thing. One more, one more uh, thing. It's generally, it's, it's the, the pattern of things, okay? Um, and it's going to come back around for a moment. But, like, okay, when TNA first came out, like, I'm talking first came out when it was, like, a weekly $10 pay-per-view, I was amped because, well, one, I knew, like, 90% of the guys on there, and I was happy for them. I was like, oh, my God, like, so-and-so's on, so-and-so's on, so-and-so's on. I was like, this is amazing. This is great. Good for them. And then the trickle effect kind of started happening. It's like, oh, here's so-and-so. Here's so-and-so. Here's so-and-so. And they're starting to kind of come to the forefront, and these guys are going back. And then they kind of went back to it a little bit, and then, you know, the young guys were taken out, and then it happened again, and that's when you had Kurt Angle, Kevin Ash, da 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 So they were starting with the trend-setting thing with AEW started, and then they faulted into that. TNA's done it a bunch of times. The only one, unfortunately, that's not around that never really fell into that and used it smartly and didn't oversaturate it was ECW. Heyman would occasionally bring in, okay, you know, the one time or two times, and but and the deal didn't work out, but he brought in, like, Scott Hall for a hot minute. And things faltered. He was supposed to be a lot longer than he did, but the point is, he didn't oversaturate it. He brought in Sid for a hot minute, you know, and, and, and you know, they brought back Taz to help them out for a little bit after Taz had made the jump, you know, but, like, he never oversaturated it. It was a featured act, one featured act, where he still put his guys at the forefront. You know, and everything like that. His guys were still placed at the forefront of everything. When Steve Al Austin. Snow, Al Austin. Snow came in and did he? Yeah, like like Al Snow came in 
did his little deal with, with Shane Douglas. And though he was in the world title picture, he had, he was only there for a little while. And then, again, it was the focus was everybody else. And on top of that, he put over their champion, whose arm was completely, like, garbage at that moment in time. Shane Douglas's arm was trash. Yeah. But he still came in and made it look good and everything, like, you know, made him look good. And they were the only ones to – they used the puzzle correctly. Where now it's just like, okay, who can we bring in to do ratings? And who can we push to the forefront and everything like that? Like, I, there was, like, funny memes, you know, Sting taking the power bomb and taking his first bump and everything like that. They're, like, 60 years old. And it was like – but, again, okay, who are we pushing now, you know? And it's like Cody, you know, no offense, but Cody had – you know, was supposed to be one of the guys, you know, but, but – I have to have a big to do about my baby reveal and and then fireworks so mini and all that. It, like, so much. Dude, it wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary. I mean, yes, the world was happy for you, but come on. I'm very happy. But the point for is, him. yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the day, again, it seems with the exception of ECW, every company that's come around, and and there's even Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor follows that ECW pattern. They'll bring in once in a blue. Yeah. They're bringing, like, a once in a blue name, but their guys are still the focus. But anything else that's hit mainstream, TNA, AEW have done the same formula. It's like, okay, we're going to be do revolutionary and push the new guys, and, oh, look what we've done not even a year later. The women's tournament is on YouTube. I don't care what exam- what excuse they're giving us for that. No. <laughs> no, that's not the same thing. All you tout is that ratings are important and primetime is important, let's put it on primetime. Period, as they said. Uh, speaking of Sting, Sting has been medically cleared to re- – I tweeted this earlier, so I'm just going to paraphrase what I said earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reverse it. You guys know, everybody on the show who listens regularly knows, I am the biggest, arguably biggest Sting, Mark, that was born. We know this. Number two is right there, where the one that dared me to eat that shit burger, he's right there. We are the biggest thing. We are big, huge sting marks. Okay? We were little stingers. Sting has been medically cleared to wrestle. Please, please don't. Don't do that. Don't. For you and for your image, don't. I, I, I'm not going to sit here as a fat dude in my chair and say he's not in shape to do it. If he wants to do it, I'm not going to argue with him. He sings. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, based on everything we just said, no. No, somebody else. Darby Allen's right there. That's fine. You're doing your thing. It seems like they're trying to make Darby Allen their version of Sting, henceforth why they've done what they've done. Oh, my God. But but I like that. I like him taking the powerbomb, as many as the jokes that we told. Uh, he still took a powerbomb that I'll never take. Go ahead, Craig. Two things about that they had a problem with. You could have made Sting look good without putting his health at risk. Yeah. He could have stayed there. He could have taken the whole that whole angle. He could have taken his jacket off, thrown it over the face of of uh, Brian Cage, hit him. And Cage, if he was any smart, could have sold that he couldn't. He was blind. He couldn't see. Um, he could have clotheslined. Uh, Taz's son, Hook, either over the ropes or through the ropes. Uh, somebody else could have cut a run. Cage could have run toward him, and Sting could have backdrafted him over the rope. Again, he's not moving. He's doing all that just standing still. 
He could have grabbed Taz, you know, and then he could have been attacked from behind, and they just could have been beaten down. Uh, but if they want to take the power bomb, that's one thing. The biggest problem with that whole thing was Tony Schiavone going on social media, going on uh, the the AEW Dark Show afterwards, and it was picked up on every social media forum there is. When Tony Schiavone said it was Sting's Sting's okay, and it was Sting's idea to take the power bomb, all that does is just make either they don't care anymore. Either they've lost the plot, or maybe it's just this is where professional wrestling is right now. That for him, for Tony Schiavone to go on a show, or even if he just said it on Twitter, oh, Sting's okay. It was his idea to take it. Do you imagine if Jim Ross or, or Jim Cornette went to the Charlotte Observer, uh, to the papers, and he goes, oh, you know, Dusty's fine. You know, the horseman didn't break his leg. That was his idea anyway. How, how far would that have gone? It's it's that's the thing that got me about not so much Sting taking it, which was black, which he never should have done in the first place. I don't care if it was his idea. Somebody in charge has got to say no. And that's yeah. the problem with biggest problem with AEW that there's no one in charge. Um, but if uh, I don't care, I care if he wants to if he wants to take it. No, there's other you. ways to get you over. But um, yeah, but him doing that and Tony Giovanni saying it are my biggest problems with the whole sting angle yeah just uh just to preface this that before moving on really because you brought up his name um again i have my experiences with jim Cornette, and i know he's a controversial person to bring up again i have i got no ill will towards him and he was very good to me and i learned a lot from him the very first um no i'm sorry this third tv taping i got to work with him when matt and i were there for the first time together sat down in the TV meeting, and he, tell, he says, look, he goes, look, this is exact, his exact words, he goes, look, we're not going to try to, you know, tell people this isn't going to work anymore like that, because Vince McMahon is already fucking blowing that, blowing that, you know, that, that curtain off the wall and everything like that. The only thing we can do at this point in time is at least try to suspend disbelief for the few minutes you are in there. It's like, yes, they know, but if you can go in there, perform your ass off, and suspend disbelief without throwing it blatantly in their face, that's now our job. And that's, that's, that's how pretty much I'm going to end that in agreement with what Craig was saying. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> in the world of news. Moving on. Scroll, scroll, scroll. All right. Now, in some more controversy, because we just love controversy on My this gosh. show. <laughs> and, like that. and this is going to be definitely an interesting one. Okay, we uh, more times, a couple times throughout since Nerdherder's existence, but especially this year, especially because times have really changed now. Uh, occasionally, we do bring up, uh, hey, that movie didn't age well, like we talked about Revenge of the Nerds, and this movie didn't age well, this movie didn't age well. Well, another one has hit social media to the point that there, so people on social media are trying to get it banned. Oh, now. I see. I saw. This. You know where we're going with this. Um, social media people are trying, to, are calling to get the 1970s film Grease Band. <laughs> the original Grease, now for multiple reasons. Okay, so yes, um, one, obviously in today's 
realm, it did not age well. Um, it was, and, it, and I'm just kind of bullet pointing things that were said, so I'm not quoting exact words, but I'm just bullet pointing the ideas of what were said. Uh, one, it was cited because it was um, slut shaming. It does do that because of Rizzo and and everything like that and the way they reacted to her. Um, there was the. It was it was called the homophobic or whatever like that because this is the part where they have the dance and they're live on American Bandstand and the guy says you know couples dancing you know boy girl only no girl you know no da da da, da you know none of that on the TV and everything like that okay fine uh, they said it's definitely uh, a little rapey like when they're in the drive-in scene and you know Johnny's trying to make the moves on on on, on you know on Olivia Newton John uh, then it was of course you know like which you've brought up on multiple times, you know, how, like, at the end of it, you know, they both try to change for each, for each other, but Olivia Newton-John is the one that really changes the most, and he goes back to being him, and she turns into a research chick or something like that. You know, so it's like, oh, well, she changed for fucking him, but, you know, and he, he turned back to whatever. So, yes, okay, granted, it has not aged well at all, but how many movies from the 90s, 80s, all 70s, all of them have aged well. Uh, Porky's. Can we say Porky's is aged well? Por- I hate that movie to begin with, but the fact that... Oh, God, I hate that movie so but much. But still, can, can you say Porky's is aged well? No, it hasn't aged well at all. No. Not 16 Candles, yeah. Breakfast... Uh, 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 anything John Hughes did. Weird science by... Anything. No. DJ saw so, a comment that says, I hate did not age well. There are movies of the times. If people don't like it, don't watch it. Who watches a movie from the 70s expecting it to be current? And he brings up a good point. Exactly. I see Miss Foxy's wheels are turning in the faces. I know the face. I know you have a point of view on this, so go. After, uh, I go after you, Foxy. Go ahead. My, my point of view is simple. Y'all want to go ban the movie? Go ahead. Come at me for this statement. Grease sucks anyway. <laughs> in this household, you either love. Boom. In this household, you either love Grease too, or you're wrong. Boom. <laughs> Can I say I used to, I used to use Grease in back when I did stand up. Um, when I was talking about the most misogynistic movies ever made that we don't see, we love them, but we don't see now. And I use Purple Rain and Grease as the perfect examples of two of the most beloved but most misogynistic movies ever. With Grease, it was um, uh, if you want the woman, if, if girls, if you want the guy that you want, change everything about yourself, and then you'll get him because. <laughs> He didn't like Sandy when she was Sandy, but as soon as she, she went to the strapless, all black, started smoking cigarettes, tell me about it, stud. Next thing you know, John Travolta's all over her. Bad message to girls. It's like the Brady Bunch, uh, George Glass story all over again. When Jan made up a, uh, uh, an imaginary boyfriend because the boy she liked didn't like her, but then when uh, Carol had Jan dress up in a nice outfit, Clark all of a sudden noticed her, and he was crazy. After, even after Mrs. Brady said, Jan, it's not who you are. It's not what you wear. It's who you are. And it turns out at the end, it was exactly what she wore. It wasn't who she was. So, misogyny goes away. But, um, 70s movies, to, to both of your points, don't hold up. If you're going to ban Grease, ban Blazing Saddles. There's a lot more offensive things in that movie than there ever was in Grease. So, 
You can make grease over again. You cannot make blazing saddles again. These are people of the land. You know, morons. Morons. Since people like to do the thing on social media where they're like, yeah, well, what about you? Uh, I will take I will cover your whataboutism and bring up Ghostbusters. Peter Venkman is a rapey motherfucker. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> just I just want to just say it. Just no. wearing the Ghostbusters shirt, I'm drinking out of a Stay Puff mug. The Ghostbusters two poster behind me. My lunch box for Ghostbusters two when I went to summer camp as a kid is over there. Inside, there's Stay Puff right there. Ghostbusters all over the place. Peter Venkman's a rapey son bitch in that first movie. Period. How many vials of Thorazine does that dude bring on a date with him for Dana Barrett that he just so happens to have when she starts to get possessed? I just knocked her up full of blah, 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 Thorazine. She's going to be asleep for a little while. Excuse me? You went back in New York traffic and got it that quickly, did you, Pete? No. Okay. So I just want to make that point. There is... <laughs> Danny said Dan mentioned something of Ghostbusters. No, I just wanted to be self-deprecating that I'm not a, I'm not being a hypocrite in this. There are every movie from a period of time in 20 years. A lot of these movies are going to age badly. I mean, um, look back weird. at American Pie. American Pie was a throwback to like those type of movies. The first American Pie movie. Come on now, like really. In comparison to what people allow and accept today? The only one I want to fight about is Tropic Thunder, because the whole point of that role is that point. Exactly. And Robert Downey Jr. People still get mad over. Yeah, was playing an Australian Russell Crowe type character who would do anything for the role, who would immerse himself in the role. So it wasn't – everyone wants to go, you know, Robert Downey Jr. in black. Guys, there's another dude. Yeah, I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Uh, so, yeah, I have to point out to folks that want me to be offended by my favorite comedy of all time, Tropic Thunder, that it was not Robert Downey Jr. in blackface. Robert Downey Jr. was playing an Australian. And <laughs> but my, my my point is, is there there is there is a point to be made about these movies. And the point being is, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, um, being the social justice warrior that I am myself, that uh, you should or shouldn't cancel anything, uh, uh, Joy Ryan. Uh, but <laughs> anybody else hear that one? Okay, I heard it. Um, you guys didn't hear the name I just dropped. Uh, oh, oh. Joy Ryan. Um, <laughs> but. Great guys at the Harkness laugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, the conversation should be had, though. There's nothing wrong with conversation. And you can go ahead and ban these movies, uh, Ghostbusters, because I own that shit in like three different formats, so go for it. I don't care. You know, it's a matter of. Yes, there is shit out there that didn't age well. Yes, there is shit out there that is rapey and misogynistic and homophobic. But you know what you do? You don't cancel it. You use them as things to learn from. Yeah, don't watch do that. Watch it and say, don't do this. Or watch it and go, you know what? This aged poorly. I can make it better. And then go and make another one that's better. 
Yeah. And that's for this time. Because then guess what? When you make it for this time, in about 10, 10 years, years, it's going to be obsolete. It's going to get canceled. And in about 10, 20, 30 years down the road, you know what movies are going to be? Emotionless land. They're not going to make you think. They're not going to make you feel. They're not going to make you want to change something. Equilibrium. It's going to be equilibrium. See, see Batman and Robin? Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, recipes don't throw backer, but not really. To go, to go a little more, you know, where we sat here and watched, um, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, oh, Jesus Christ, the Johnny Depp movie that was a remake of the show when he was a vampire. Jesus Dark Christ. Shadows. Thank you, Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. How dare you? You know, you know, you know, the character, the, the villain in it, she's like all like, you know, obsessed, stalkerish with Johnny Depp's character. That's. Only a couple short years ago, and technically, you know, probably wouldn't be in cool now. And it hasn't aged. So it's everything's going to age at some point. Everything is. And it becomes like what Foxy said. We're just going to have everything bland across the wall. If you've never seen the movie Equilibrium, which I've watched for the first time, like, ever, you know, it's going to become this whole emotionless thing. You're going to have to subside your emotions, and that's it. The perfect way to do it, the perfect examples of this is uh, Kelly and I watch a channel, which is just old commercials, 70s, 80s, 90s. Mm-hmm. And the they're very white, they're very old, mm-hmm. and a lot of old dudes marry really young, attractive women. And that carries over well into the 90s. A perfect example of, of culture is those commercials, because as you go up, Hey, look, there's actually a black person in this commercial. Holy Jesus Christ. Yeah. Progress. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. Uh, wow, there's diversity in this commercial. Oh, look at that. There's a gay person in this commercial. Because up until the like mid-80s, there's just a wall of white. Yep. And that's a good thing to learn from, is watching all those old commercials and go, oh, Oh, it's bad. Oh, it's so – some of the commercials are so – lady, clean my laundry and make me a sandwich. That is the 70s in a nutshell. Oh, also take this diet pill. Your waist is bigger than mine, fatty. You know, pretty much – Movies and TV shows are visual history books, fictional at best, yeah. but history books. And what do you do with history? You learn about it. That way you don't – well, that way you try not to make the same mistakes again, Thank but you for being changing that that poorly. Thanks for <laughs> that. That's very poorly. So, I mean, take the movies, take the damn movies, take the TV shows, and just bitch and complain all you want. I just, I just want to know how my mom and grandma let me watch a movie where they said the chicks will cream in it at four years old. I have questions. <laughs> I mean, again. And it is history. It, it, television movies are history to the point where in New York there is a museum called the History of Muse, uh, Movies and Television. And it shows you how it's changed. Just put it on mute and watch fast, Watch the fashion. Watch watch the different vehicles that were driven back then. You know, it... it when are we canceling Passion of the Jesus, uh, Passion of the Christ, which is basically a snuff film on murdering Jesus? A fictional one at best. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yes. Yes, 100% agree. But my point is, is the guy who made it, when you watch that in retrospect, it's like, ooh, oh, we should, oh, this is bad. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let me watch Apocalypse Square. Square. <laughs> <laughs> I think Foxy's on the square. <laughs> anyway, moving on, moving on. I love how we get trapped in these things. We, I, we go down so many different rabbit holes when we... <laughs> and this will make this show great. I love Isn't jumping it? in as many holes as possible. It's... <laughs> Again, what makes this show great? Me. <laughs> you. All right. Okay. Let's stick with some more controversy. Why not? <laughs> this is what we're doing now. Okay. So, Gina Carano got herself in another social media trouble and committed another big no-no in the eyes of some people because it depends on what you stand at things, and we're not getting into that part. <laughs> oh, no. Darn. But anyway, no. But, um... Apparently, one, um, she found out via social media she was fired. Nobody Good. even called her to Good. tell her. She found out via social media she was fired. Oh, I Good. weep for her. Um, the, every toy, uh, whatever, the next line of toys that was planned for her character have all been scrapped and pulled. Good. So whatever's out there for you, like toy, toy collectors slash toy shillers, grab them because they're not making them anymore now. <laughs> now they're not making them. And you have the pop. I have the pops. I do. Um, so those have been pulled slash canceled. Uh, but also now that apparently she's saying she's not going down without a fight, and now she's coming out citing that she was actually um, bullied on the during production and everything like that, which I, I looked around and saw she claimed she was bullied. Mind you, the former MMA fighter was bullied. You know, the strong woman character that was an American Gladiators, uh, you know, a former MMA champion, not in UFC, but still, nevertheless, you know, one of the early women pioneers of MMA, was bully. Bullying does not make you sit there and go on social media with a conscious frame of mind to go, I'm going to write something anti-Semitic. Yeah, I just, I just want to touch upon something real quick, um, Damien. Uh, not to get into the discussion, but there's right... And then there's wrong, which is anti-Semitism. Just yeah. is she saying she was bullied into being anti-Semitic? But she said she was bullied. Like that's what she didn't like clarify. She said she was bullied while on the set of uh, Mandalorian. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, didn't name any names, right. But again, we're talking the former. American Gladiator, the former MMA yeah. fighter. Uh, e- e- that, that all aside, you can still be emotionally bullied. However, the, the try to wrap my head around the fact that you're being bullied on the set of The Mandalorian when you have people like John Favreau surrounding you and the, the lead actor who is just an amazing human being. Who, who, who bullied you? Baby Yoda? Like... <laughs> Car that kind of atmosphere, I mean, I don't know these people that are on set, but considering the type of people she would have to be around on a daily basis to film these things, it doesn't exactly add up. This is not me victim shaming, but if that was an issue, it would have been brought to light a lot sooner than this. And then two seasons in. And, and not only that, for it to be suddenly brought up when you are being called out on your own wrongdoings and you cannot handle the consequences. Uh, DJ, what do I want? Yes, I do want her to kick people in the face if she's getting bullied. Yeah. That's what you do to bullies. You kick them in the face. Yes. Yes. Uh, what wasn't? I, you said it wasn't. I don't know what it wasn't. 
Go ahead, guys. I don't know what it was. I'll answer DJ either. either. Um, and also with her, you look back at the, the, the show that she was in, uh, most of them had uh, had children uh, around. One of her, her best episodes to me was when um, they were surrounded by kids the first time that the Mandalorian took off uh, his helmet. So she was being bullied. Um, Listen, let me just devil's advocate here, and I mean this very seriously. If she's being bullied, uh, I need she needs to that needs to be addressed. Yes. Period. Yeah, agreed. Like, period. If the set of the Mandalorian was toxic, or if anyone else felt that way toward it, I haven't heard Bill Burr say anything. I haven't heard uh, Sasha yeah, Banks say of, anything. Speaking of bullies, yeah. Uh, or uh, or Katie Sackoff or anyone else who's guest starred on The Mandalorian. Carl Weathers. Rosario Dawson, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, all, all these people that well, would have an axe to grind, and I specifically named the women that, yeah. were, that have been on the show Sasha, Katie Sackoff, uh, Rosario. Uh, if they never said anything about or, about, or even about the atmosphere of it being uh, tense. You hear now. Uh, everyone who ever worked with Joss Whedon coming out and saying what a prick he was, from Charisma Carpenter to, you know, not just Ray Fisher, but everyone who worked on Buffy and um, uh, um, the uh, oh, Ro- Ro- yeah, Ro- Rose McGowan also said something about it. Like, so now that that's the pattern. That's a, okay, this person. Yeah, Michelle Trachtenberg said, said she wasn't allowed to be, he wasn't allowed to be alone with her. Yeah, but I was going to yeah. use the same example. Like, it just takes one. One person finally speaks out. Others will go, yes. And you know what? She was the gateway for us to finally come to it. So, I mean, if Corona was, in fact, being bullied and she outed it, then that's the point where the others go, yes. And she opened the doorway. Now we feel safe enough to say it. And that but, has not occurred. Yeah, that has not occurred. Like, nobody's had anything yeah. to say. They're like, like, we're cool. <laughs> we yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, again, it, what, well, Gina Carano lost all credibility when I read her um, her anti-Semitic tweets. So her being bullied yeah, hardly exactly. hardly. And, and let me let, type of thing. and let me be clear. I didn't care. Uh, I thought her role on The Mandalorian was uh, a waste of my time. Here, here, let's do two hot takes. Not only didn't I care about Cara Dune. Uh, and I haven't been saying anything on Twitter because, again, you can't say anything about Mandalor- bad about the Mandalorian because it's the most—it's the best Star Wars thing ever. It saved the franchise. Um, <laughs> Mandalorian was okay. Okay, it was okay. It's, it's there's nothing wrong with it. It's a fine show. Um, I I I don't I, I, that's what I feel about the Mandalorian. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, but they like your character. The thing is, yeah. On the other front of it, though, people were because apparently they are continuing the character. The character of Cara Dune is going to somehow move on, and they are going to yeah. recast, which got people Good. yelling, "Lucy Lawless!" Like you were like, "Lucy yeah. Lawless, get Lucy Lawless." So thoughts on that? Well, can I? Well, Damon, when I first saw it, I thought that was her because she resembled Lucy Lawless so much when I when I first saw her because I didn't know who she was. I didn't know who Kara was when the Mandalorian premiered. And I think, oh, that's that Lucy Lawless? Or they got a Lucy Lawless clone. Uh, looks exactly <laughs> like her. Obviously, for the fight scenes, they'll have to have a, a body double. But, yeah, Lucy, I, definitely the character should should uh, keep going because it was a big part of the Mandalorian. And it was already 
going to be moving forward, but I'm all for being recasting that because I like that character, and they shouldn't just eliminate it just because the actor playing her was, you know, was a jerk. But it definitely should be a be recast, and I'm looking forward to seeing if they go a Lucy Lawless or give some unknown, give some, give a kid a shot, give some kid on exactly. in New York or you know paying their dues I, I, and give exactly. them a break. I am looking forward to the Deadpool Ryan Reynolds Deadpool cut where they cut her out of there. <laughs> oh my God! All right, well, moving on. Now we're gonna jump into some movie trailer reactions. Is this also controversial? No, okay, we're done with controversy. We're done with controversy. Controversy's done. No, we I don't believe you. Episode. We're assholes. Let's just name it. That's the name of the episode. We're assholes. Mm. <laughs> all right, so go there. So jump, so jumping out of the controversy. All right, so we're gonna jump into a, a, a fun one here. Okay, so um, Mattel has had an interesting track record uh, as of late, and there's actually gonna be a sandwich to this, and all different things. Sandwich? Don't say that word. Sandwich? Or video game or stuff like that. No, okay, please don't say so, sandwich. Um, we all know and love. <laughs> we all, you know, from our generation, know, love, and remember the fond video game memories of Frogger. You know, Frogger was a hell of a thing to the point that like, we, you know, played around as, as kids, playing different ways, whatever, like that, in real life, making Frogger a thing. Well, Frogger is apparently being turned into an actual physical competition. Um, and it's gonna, it's a series that's being brought on the, the Peacock. And <laughs> it left the room. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's being brought to the NBC streaming network, the Peacock. It's already been ordered for one full season of 13 episodes. The way for the Frogger show is gonna work is there's 12 obstacle courses or crossings. And <laughs> Dan is, I, I think the sandwich came back on him. I think the sandwich might have came back on Dan. Well, you used the word sandwich, and now that's a trigger. So that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it involves 12 obstacle courses or crossings, uh, which will actually involve um, dodging traffic. Oh, I picture, I picture dodge, the, the movie Dodgeball. If you can dodge traffic, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> so it's like, is this going to be real traffic? Because my kids are going to want to tune in for this because they love the movie Dodgeball. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's gonna involve dodging traffic. So we're gonna cancel Greece, but we're gonna have a show where people are playing in traffic. Yes, yes. Uh, dodging traffic, leaping over gators and hungry hippos, just like the show for a big cash prize. So twelve courses revolved around the game Frogger. That's insane. Uh, you know, we're gonna have to tune in for the kids. They're gonna want to see this. Yeah, I know. You well, know they're going to want to see it. Yeah, because they love, they love MXC. They love Wipeout. So, yeah, we're going to have to definitely check this one out with the kids for sure. But, like, I, again, all I, when I, when the first one says dodging traffic, and it was just automatically I pictured the scene from Dodgeball. I'm like, right away, Seth's going to go, oh, my God, we got to watch it just because, you know, he's going to think of the scene from Dodgeball. Because <laughs> Seth loves physical humor. <laughs> he, he, he loves it. He, he, I remember, like, the first times we were watching MXT and Wipeout, there were episodes we watched he couldn't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> he was just, he just feel like, oh, my God, take a breath, Boston. Because he's, like, he's laughing so hard at all. Like, so, so, 
So, Craig, how do you feel about this classic 80s arcade game being made into a game show? That we've reached this far now for material that we're looking at things like this to create a show. Can I tell you something, Dame? When you mentioned Frogger, I was just grateful that you didn't. You said game show and not movie. That was my fear. That was my nightmare. I had visions of battleship going through my head again. Oh, I got, oh, no, 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 no. I got a better one coming. That trumps Battleship, and that is tonight's closing WTF. Continue. Okay, well, okay, two words not to use, uh, sandwich and trumped. But anyway, um, I, yes, we are scraping the bottom of the barrel in terms of running out of ideas if we're making Frogger a, uh, a game show uh, or making that video uh, a game show. And that's something that I spent a, thousands of dollars and quarters uh, playing. Um, before I, I never played Frogger on a home kit. I only played it in the arcades or uh, at a movie theater down the block because they had Frogger, and I was overjoyed and ecstatic. Um, yeah, we, uh, but they ran out of ideas a long time ago. The fact that Wipeout uh, is a hit show or the one that um, uh, Cannonball, that uh, the, the Miz hosts. Uh, oh, my kids love that one too. Love Cannonball. Yeah. yeah. Cannonball, Dodgeball, so, MXC, all those, my kids love them. Well, that they're all the rage because not only because of the physicality involved, and we and we as Americans love to see other Americans fall on their face, literally, but it's low overhead. There's virtually no budget. Uh, you don't have to hire any. You don't have to build a set. I mean, outside of building a set, there's nothing that that requires a whole lot of. It's not a, a high overhead with these shows, so they're going to keep pumping them out. Um, but that's where we are. As a society, so no, I'm not happy that Frogger is going to be a uh, a show, but like all the other ones that you mentioned, uh, I'll watch it. Yeah, there you go. gonna have to tune in. Yeah. You? What? Because you have awesome I stuck. It's it's just the traffic thing. Like you didn't even have to say what the obstacle courses were in the order to know what the game show would entail, because you know Frogger. Yeah, and and just well, they're not going to use actual cars. They're not going to use actual traffic. I hope. I mean, we don't know this. There might be. There might be. I would there might be. Now, 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 now you disappointed me. What is it? It's traffic implies cars. Okay. <laughs> Well, see, my my biggest nightmare for when I saw this, when I saw these things happening, when I saw the the, the direction that game shows are going, is my Running Man nightmare that we're going to have climbing for dollars, or we're going to have like an actual Running Man where kids, where contestants could be killed, that kind of thing. So I'm trying to veer away from that. So if you're disappointed that there's not going to be traffic, then I've already lost. Okay. <laughs> Which one is going to have pockets in what we're talking for? Okay, we can't have grease, but we can't have people running in traffic. Yeah, that's where we draw the line. Yeah, misogyny, no. You know, life endangerment, sign me up. Yes. Give me, give me, give me <laughs> life endangerment episode. for the entertainment of others. Right, Dan? Life endangerment for the entertainment of others. Yeah, How you yeah. doing there, Dan? You, you left us for a bit there. Uh, yeah, um... I went to scratch the in my inside of my ear and I cut it open a little bit. Oh, so I was just oh that was that. Oh, we thought we thought uh, I thought we thought the sandwich came back at you. No, no, that's just okay. That's great. That's yeah, that's coming good. later. Really, you're sweating a bit there. Because <laughs> I'm fat, Damien. 
<laughs> so you missed the whole discussion about Frogger. <laughs> I don't care about the TV show at all. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I right, did say Kenny Blankenship and Vic Romano would present Frogger. That would be epic. That would be epic. I mean, I mean. Right you are, Ken. I love Ken, we love that show in this house. All right. Now, I have so we're, two more roundtable discussions in our WTF, which is going to pretty much sandwich the Frogger co- co- uh, uh, conversation we just had. I'm going to get tired. I'm getting tired of that. <laughs> Views. Anyway, all right, so we got in the last, I want to say, what, week, two weeks, we got two trailers that everybody's been waiting on and now waiting on a movie for the next, like, month, two months. We've got our first trailer and new tra- uh, teaser slash trailer for Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, man. Uh, Miss Foxy, you never get to go first. The lady's first. Thoughts, go for it. Is lady here? Uh, ovaries first. Ovaries before ovaries. Okay. So yes, the uh, the new uh, there were like two teaser trailer spots uh, for Godzilla and Kong that were just released, um, and of course a lot of people were like, "Ooh, do we really need this? Because what if they're going to give away the entire plot of the movie?" However, it did not, thankfully. But. What the teaser did reveal, if you are a Godzilla geek... And really paying attention, which we have a 10-year-old that we've mentioned, is a fanatic. Yes. It is noticed that in certain parts of the teaser trailer, Godzilla's chest is lit and face is just a little askew and lit up, which Godzilla does not do nor look like the only one that looks like that is the mecha godzilla dun, dun, dun. so uh those two trailers those two little teasers are leading everyone to believe what we had stated last month in which there's a possibility it is not godzilla that is fighting kong the entire movie but mecha godzilla in the godzilla Skin, which is, if you recall, for those of you that are Godzilla fanatics, and if you're not, I feel sorry for you, <laughs> but, like, Wrecking Godzilla first debuts in a Godzilla skin, and when the skin gets damaged, you see the metal underneath, and you realize it's not actually Godzilla. But, yeah, like, again, if you look back at it, and they're like, that is a point, again, where his chest is glowing white, which Godzilla never does, and the face looks slightly different in certain scenes, and it's like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. So Jace was kind of picking it apart, you know, and, and like, you know, again, he was he was pulling out the Easter eggs left and right and all that stuff, and he was like, no, 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 no. And 99% of the time when he's got little movies, he's been right, pretty dead on. Yeah. He's been pretty dead on. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll all have to wait and see when it comes on HBO Max. Kim Spencer says, make it Godzilla all along. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we all have to wait for it to hop up on HBO Max to truly determine that. Um, but how are you? How are you generally feeling going into this movie? Weary. Uh, this is, <laughs> I know weary. you're weary. I know both of you guys are weary. Uh, this is why I don't watch trailers. Uh, yeah, I remember you said you don't. That's right. Of the of the undying urge to pick it apart, like the Zabruder film, or the Kennedy assassination. Stop every frame. Go through back to the left, back to the left. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in surprise. If uh, it, it 
which is why I don't delve that much into the WandaVision episodes that come out and all the different nuances and Easter eggs that are in every single episode. Um, I like if I discover it on my own. That's great. If someone says, hey, did you notice that? I'll say no, uh, and I'm not going to go look at I Knowing that, uh, I thought there was a chance that Mechagodzilla was going to be in, any, in it anyway pre-trailer, uh, only if only because that would explain why Kong and Godzilla would be at each other's throat in the first place. Whether it couldn't have been the real Godzilla, there had to be some type of subterfuge. Like any big superhero battle involving two superheroes, they mistakenly fight each other thinking that they're the enemy, when in fact it was not they were not the enemy. Oh, well, let's join forces. You know, uh, it was done, classically done in the latest uh, Spider-Man Daredevil uh, limited series. But um, have not wa- I've seen the trailer once. Will not watch the other one. Will not watch any future trailers, especially in movies that I want to see very badly. I don't want to watch too much because uh, of my fear of what you mentioned earlier of it giving it away, of anything given away in the movie. And you said in the trailer it wasn't didn't give anything away. Great. Still not going to watch it. But uh, Kong and Godzilla does not need any more uh, further um, hype uh, from me uh, to see it. I will be there. Uh, if they were still in the theater, that would be their opening night, advanced screening, front row, and ready to get So back. we've got HBO Max prepped. Okay. How about you, Dan? Well, I have a point super quick. Okay. Right. Super quick point. Go. Super, super quick one. Go. When it comes to Godzilla and Kong, at least, what they're giving in the trailers, I honestly don't even think is going to be in the movie. Yeah. I feel, especially the way with the way things are right now with digital, you're not going to make that much money on digital as you would in a theater, so you got to play it smart. I have a feeling that what they're showing us is going to be for its Blu-ray release, where they can make more of their money back, even in the state of the world right now. So what we're seeing and what we're like, oh, maybe this is going to be in it. I don't think it's even going to be in the movie on HBO Max. I think it's just going to be, yeah, it's there. As the deleted scene, as extra this and extra that, if you want the full tale. And if that is the case, which I'm pretty sure it might be, that's really smart. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Right. Go, Dan. Go, Dan. Go for Dan. Go, Dan. I haven't seen the, these trailers. I have no thoughts. Okay. Ah. Sorry. Good for I, you, Dan. I, I, I see a lot of talk about him being underwater. So. Okay. But uh, I saw somebody say, Kong can't swim. I'm like, good, yeah, he'll drown him. Kill his gorilla. <laughs> Gorillas can't well, swim. No, what, they, what they showed, what they met at nowhere, was, I forgot what, what it was called. Oh, Jason. Just oh, to yeah. add my two cents to trailers, uh, Gene Spector did say, I do miss seeing trailers in the theater with audience and reacting. Yeah. Um, the the Ghostbusters trailer is one that I watched about fifty times in a day, and I and I see now the thing with me is just to point out what Craig said. I don't pause it and look. I just watch different parts of the screen every time I watch it, and I picked up about four things that other people didn't. Like, oh, sure. symmetrical books back. I do like pre-internet and YouTube and everything too, where it's like you know you had to go to the theaters, and you were almost as excited to see the trailer, sometimes even more. Yes. Than seeing the actual movie. Because yeah. it really was a surprise. You had really no idea what was gonna what was coming down the pike. No. You had no clue. And no. it was like, you know, like back in the day, like if it was a superhero movie, like I remember being a kid, you know, and like I think it was like the trailer for like Superman two or something like that. I forgot what it was, but like, you know, just you had a 
And Damien, that was back when they didn't even announce they were making sequels. They just you it, it showed right. up and it they're like, oh, 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 there's going to be another Superman movie? <gasps> yes, that's the greatest thing in the world. Now, no. or even they, like, you know, they, they announced the dates of when you can see trailers. Or watch the Super Bowl for the new trailer for this movie. Or watch uh, the new trailer for the uh, Zack Snyder Justice League comes coming out on this date. So we, there's no more suspense now. Even they're announcing the debuts of the trailers now. So the surprise yeah. suspense is all gone. Cinematic adventures. Cinematic, cinematic shorts or whatever. But not, it was like you know, like okay, yeah, it's cool that we know they're coming down the pipe. But I do greatly miss that element of surprise. Oh, Whether it be on TV or in a theater, I miss that surprise going, oh, my God. Like, it was yeah. like, oh, which yes. Is yeah, <laughs> which is what's ruining the Marvel Universe now because you're going to see – you see pictures of guest stars and you see pictures from the set. You see who's showing up. You should, We already know who's going to be in certain movies now. I got raked over the coals on my own site, on my own Facebook page. For revealing uh, who was going to be in Captain Marvel 2. And I was like, well, this is, you know, it's kind of common knowledge. It's not a secret. It's public that, knowledge now, yeah. Yeah. This is the first like, movie, you nim, Nimrod. <laughs> but I got, dude, what the F? W, WTF spoilers, man. Oh, yeah. Come what on. did you think was going to happen with her? She wasn't going to show up. But I, I made it known that um, that Ms. Marvel was going to be in Captain Marvel too, as well as Monica Rambeau, the woman who's playing Monica Rambeau now in WandaVision. She's, they're both going to be in Captain Marvel too. Big surprise. But apparently this person didn't know it, and I got raked over the coals for spreading that information. I would have loved to have not known that too. I would have loved to watch Captain Marvel too and be surprised. Oh, my God, there's Monica Rambeau. Oh, my God, there's, there's Ms. Marvel. Um, but that's not – where we live now. I need to live in a cave or on Mars with my hands over my eyes and my ears yeah, clogged up. To not exactly. Like, you can't scroll through a feed and avoid a spoiler of some kind somewhere. Like, you can't scroll through your it's, it's Something's going to pop up regardless. Yes. And that's why I tell folks, if you have not seen WandaVision, stay away from me. Stay away from social media. Because that's all it is, is spoilers. In WandaVision, for those of you who listen and watch this podcast, it comes out Friday morning, very early, some 4 in the morning, some 5 in the morning. So by Friday afternoon, it's already out. Whatever happened at it, in that episode, it's already on social media. So if you're one of those people, and I'm talking to you, Ben, and I'm also talking to you, Dave, that gave me crap for posting something on my page that didn't spoil WandaVision at all, for, for saying that was a spoiler, oh, because I watched it Friday night. Guess what? It was on way before Friday night. If you watch it after dinner, that's on you. And if you have to wait that long to watch WandaVision, stay the hell off the social media. If you don't want to know, it's real easy. Watch WandaVision on your time, not on everyone else's time. But guess whose time I'm on? Mine. So when I see WandaVision, I put it up what I want, and none of it is a spoiler. I can hold my cat up, and now I'm going to get shit for that. I, I I was on social media, and I avoided all of it, so I don't know. I'm convinced that most people that get mad at spoilers are looking for spoilers, so then they can go, don't spoil it. You were looking for it on purpose. 
you know, put a, I put a. Can we just uh, celebrate the fact that we just got the first Craig Lagans nerd race? Right. Can we just celebrate? We got the first Craig Lagans nerd race. That was amazing. Twenty-three. I like, too. But Betty was the suit and everything, so it was like watching a classic Territories '80s promo. It was amazing. <laughs> it was everything I ever wanted in a Craig Lagans nerd and then some. Oh. <laughs> it's gonna be one every month, Dame. I promise you. Uh, I I put a, a a GIF of the old Quicksilver from Avengers Two: Age of Ultron, and I said, "What? You didn't see that coming?" And I put that up as the reveal for the Pietra that we saw in WandaVision, and I got shit for that. It's like, I didn't ruin anything. All I said was, you didn't see that coming, and I got crap for it. So, if you want to give I me said, crap... I, thought it was, I saw you post it. I thought it was fucking hilarious. I saw it, too. Thank you. fucking talking about. I thought it was hysterical. Thank you both. That's why you're my favorite married couple. And, you know, Damien, we may share a jail, a jail cell, but if you ever need a twat for that menage, right here, baby. Okay? Right here. Everybody, if you're just afraid of spoilers or things of that nature or finding out too much, act like me. Just be dead inside. That way, if you see you it, go. it won't care. <laughs> it's really easy. But at the end of the day, you're going to watch it anyway. Exactly. So what's, the, what's your beef? Go hit your head and have really bad <laughs> short-term memory like me. Because everything you guys know right now, things I haven't watched, I know right now, but come tomorrow, it's going to be gone. And it's just going to be like all new to me again. He's a living, breathing memento. Yeah. I have a sting update. They say it with a smile. A sting update? Oh, boy. Yeah, he wrestled tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, I I was watching as as we were talking, yes. I mean, he Dan doesn't like, look too happy that this happened. I mean, he looks like he looks like Sting, you know. I mean, no, okay. I mean, it doesn't look what, bad. Yeah. It's just that it is happening. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I was sensing like something bad had happened. No, 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 no. He, he wrestled Cage, and what I saw looked fine. I only saw a social media thing, and uh, Sting, you know, it's yeah. Sting at sixty-one, yeah. so he's not as fast. But you know. That's where we yeah, are. I saw the whole thing as we were as we were talking as we were doing the show. I saw the, his whole match. Had something happened, I would have broken in. I would have said something, but but he looked he looked okay. Yeah, yeah he looked he looked like a sixty three year old man. Wrestling. One of the more better shaped veterans. I just wait. The shirt thing bothers me, man. <laughs> well, you know he's not gonna he's not gonna be you know he's not he doesn't have beach bod thing anymore. He's a sixty three year old man, so. Any 63-year-old man should have a shirt on no matter what he's doing. That's yeah. just where we are. At I'll, I'll, I'll let Arnold know. <laughs> All right. Please well, moving do. on to the next trailer. Yes. The long-awaited, after little snippets in HBO Max commercials, the long-awaited full trailer for Mortal Kombat, which seems to be... That's the wrong thing. Go ahead. Wow. I knew that would have been a response yes. anyway. Great. Come on. Chinese Ninja Warriors, heart so cold. Sub-Zero. <laughs> Sorry, but, uh, yeah, we got our first drop uh, of Mortal Kombat. Actually, that reminded me of something super quick. Okay. Mortal Kombat, and it's what he did. It's probably so, the same thing I was thinking. Um, I, uh, yeah, so upon the Mortal Kombat trailer leaking and making rounds over news websites and stuff, a 
quote-unquote reputable site named the Jezebel wrote an entire article about Mortal Kombat and how, you know, it was oh. just a <laughs> and, you know, where was Chun-Li and said a whole big article that this writer was upset about and slamming the writers and producers and directors for excluding Chun-Li in the Mortal Kombat movie. And it later had to be they didn't even take it down. They just redacted it. And literally, she has right. it has come to my attention that Chun-Li is not in the Mortal Kombat universe, blah, blah, blah. And I, I thought you were going to talk something about something else. No, this legit happened. I, that's what those memes were about. Cause I, I saw that, a bunch of funny yeah. memes about Mortal Kombat and Chun-Li, and I'm like, yeah. oh, and I think it said something to the fact, is this better? Or no, like if this? this was a legit thing Wait, that Foxy? happened. The trailer dropped. Foxy. Yeah. It was a troll job. Was it? She did it on purpose. That's the, stupid. The writer, the, the writer of the article. Oh no, it was a stupid troll job. But she, she, I looked, I, I looked into her Twitter account and the other things she posts. She's being a smartass. Gotcha. Ah. Are we being gotcha. a smartass, or are we saying that we're being a smartass being a troll because? Got caught in a stupid thing. Unless it's their, per- unless it's this per- is person's personality, uh, they seem to have a history of being a troll, like start cat- <laughs> like the onion parody kind of comments and articles gotcha. that they write. I-, I, I, that's what I found out. Um, I'm willing to take the action, but I think it was a troll job. Either way, it was funny to watch people freak out. I will sooner accept the woman's stupidity as a writer as opposed to not taking writing seriously. Bitch. <laughs> well, okay, well, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> what? It was a great period on that thing. Uh, another highlight for the real. <laughs> yeah! The real. Oh, wait, before we get to the comment, Damien, before Damien goes on about the trailer. Uh, I wanted to do a mixed, uh, ma- a manic mixtape promotion there and tie it into Mortal Kombat. Ooh, ooh, I bet you didn't know. Okay, so, Mortal Kombat, first of all, manic mixtape this Saturday, 7 p.m. Woo! Uh, right here on this Twitch channel. Foxy and I will be talking uh, our mutual phase and a recap of what we listened to from our first episode two weeks ago. Um, bring it back to Genesis. The band Genesis. When Mortal Kombat 2 was released... I believe it was on the Sega. It had to be on the Sega Genesis. There, uh, it was released without the blood in it, but you had to write in a. Correct me, please. The Super Nintendo. The Super Nintendo eliminated the blood. Yeah. Okay. There was a code to unlock it. The code was A B A C A B B, which is a reference to a Genesis song called Abacab. Abacab. Abacab, the Genesis song, was the code to unlock the blood in Mortal Kombat 2. No shit. Yes, shit. I used to love that as a kid because I'd be like, somebody make this game as a fan, motherfuckers. Mm. Ed Boon. Ed Boon. 100. Ed Boon seems like he'd be a Genesis fan. Yeah, he does. That that seems like he'd be a Genesis fan. Yeah, it's not a myth. It's not a rumor. That is the code that the extra B was thrown in because you had to have the extra character to unlock the blood. But it was a direct reference to the song Abacab from Genesis. Manic mistake this Saturday. Ha! 
<laughs> All right. Well, again, we got the, the trailer drop. Definitely, we watched the Red Band trailer, of course, is what other trailer we're going to watch. Yes. Hard R across the board. Uh, you know, we, we got blood, fatalities, all sorts of stuff. It seems to be following that early lore of Sub-Zero and everything like that. I mean, kids went nuts. I went nuts. Um, now, you are the you were the original uh, con of combat. Yes. Because as we've mentioned <laughs> uh, early in our days is when we first hooked up, in the old days of the 90s, it was like... You're either the, the, it was like the Sharks and the Jets. Yeah. It was like the Sharks and the Jets, man. You're either a street fighter or you're, or you're a Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. And I was a street fighter. She was a Mortal Kombat. That was the one funny early argument we used to have back in the days. Yeah. I, we used to go back and forth about this. Legit. Yeah. <laughs> like, which yeah. game was better? But nevertheless, <laughs> we reached the common ground and everything like that. We both enjoy everything you, and everything like that. But nevertheless. Yes, they're not made it work. Exactly. I, I, let, let's hear from you because you're the... One of the OGs. Yeah. You're one of the OGs. What do you think? Uh, the movie looks great. I mean, in comparison to Mortal Kombat, the movie, and Annihilation, it's obviously going to be leagues above. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Um, well, Mortal Kombat 1, is, is, look, I do love them. It, 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 it's the Street Fighter movie thing to me, okay? But this movie is going to be leagues above them, no doubt. He left me. So, I quit. Um, I do like how it is following more of the older Mortal Kombat video game lore. That lore has gotten so convoluted over time oh God, with huh. time travel, timelines, etc. It's hard to keep up. So, at least they're keeping it consistent. They're keeping at it with the characters everybody does know and love. Um... The one thing that they did have in this trailer that I really enjoyed, which is a change to the games, the multiple ways this man lost his arms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jack lost his arms. Yes, yes, they show how Jack loses his arms in this Mortal Kombat movie, and to me, I find it makes far more sense. Yeah, it gives it a little more something, yeah. Than any other times happen. I mean, Mortal Kombat, so technically it shouldn't make sense to begin with, but it, it was one of those things that did make sense. I am actually really looking forward to this, mm-hmm. and just gotta see how it goes, because I know they didn't reveal as much as they have planned. Yeah. Well, there's two questions I have to ask you about the trailer, and then, guys, of course, if you've seen the trailer, by all means, please. Um, one, how are you feeling about that the dragon logo is, is everybody thinks it's a birthmark but it's actually the key like to be like it is a birthmark like what are your feelings it on that it makes a little bit more sense okay um because i mean technically i mean his historically you know one does sit here and you know not play all the games and go okay well how do they get picked for mortal Kombat? Go, you get well, invited you know the gods find you and you're chosen and all that but it 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 just Gets a little too mythological in a sense where you got to get on the boat, you got to cross the river. Da, 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 da. And the it, river sticks. It's a lot more to do visually that would take a lot more time as opposed to just saying. Let's get into it. There, there's your key. You know. All right. Uh, other question. Now they've obviously done. I mean, there's obviously going to be a tie it to somebody. We've kind of figured out already. But I know you've had past feelings about shows and movies. 
that are established franchises. Yes. Then creating a whole new character just specifically for the show slash movie, I hate which which, so which they've done with this movie they, in the lead in one of the leads. They said one of the lead characters. Yes, I hate it so. So yeah, your thoughts on that? I mean, I mean, it looks like they're going somewhere with it. Yes, I mean, it does look like they're going somewhere with it. I'm hoping for a reveal that it's somebody completely different. Maybe Somebody's under, son or whatever. Maybe under an assumed identity or maybe memory loss or some stupid shit like that. Because adding brand new characters to already established franchises in order to attain a newer audience sometimes does not always work. It's the equivalent of adding, like, when they added Seven to Married with Children or, like, when they created Superhero Squad. No, no, I'm sorry. We'll we'll throw it even back. When they created X-Men. Oh, Morph. It's like you you don't need to add a new character. You got them already. there's enough. You know, there's enough of a story already built there. There's enough character developments already built there that you don't need to add a brand new character to the fold. But in the same right, it could be, again, something refreshing. Maybe there's going to be a reveal. Maybe it's just the one thing that ties it all together. Yeah, he might be the piece that ties the, it together. The, he, he's the, uh, in, in a way, he'll be like us. We're playing the game. Yeah. Making them do things. He's that thread, in a sense. I, I, I kind of like like Luke Kang is in it, but Luke Kang's not the focal I point. Hate Luke oh, Kang. our our son Jake can't stand Luke Kang. Like he want he, every time we play the game or whatever or we watch story he goes, Yeah, that's right, die Luke Kang. Ten years old, that's right, die Luke Kang. Good He's correct. Alright, so you guys, I, I if anybody's seen the trailer, thoughts and you know, video game veterans, thoughts. I'll, I'll go that's first because I'll, I'll, I'll do it quickly. Um so I I never saw Annihilation because no, thank you. Uh, I is a big fan of that first movie. I know people retrospect like that's a piece of crap. Yes, it is a piece of crap, and it it's is. a lovely piece of shit. And mm. giving the only thing we talked about earlier about movies that don't age well, and there's an example. I love Christopher Lambert. Love him to death. Why is he goddamn Raiden? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so whitewashed, it's not even funny. But I'm not saying great. The guy who plays Johnny Cage, I'm always shocked. I forget the actor's name in the original. I was always shocked he wasn't in more stuff because I thought he was fantastic. I thought everybody. Yeah, he was. He was very good, actually. Yeah. This is. I still quote that movie. This is the part where you fall down. You fall and, down. And people will still go, "Hey," I'm like, yeah, "That's right." Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm going to go to my trailer, and I'm going to get a gun, and I'm going to shoot myself for being in your movie. He's great. Uh, that being said, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I don't know yet. Well, how about that How about that clip of Goro jumping in the air, though? Uh, that Goro looked amazing. You're not feeling it? I guess not. I thought it was bad CGI. I'm sorry, Damon. There's another shot in the trailer where he looks fine, and I'm not worried. I think it's just a weird cut of the trailer where I'm just like, it's jarringly like, what the? All right. The rest of it looked flawless, and I loved every – how do I say this? I loved the characters seeming like they were the origin they should be, and I'm less worried about this movie 
I'm going to see the hell out of this. I hope there's some sort of reference to the original. Like uh, kind of a la Ghostbusters 2016, where there was that little, uh, oh, uh, hey! <laughs> but um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm even... Did you check it out? I did not see the trailer. I have never played either game. I've never seen any of the movies. I have no dog in this Mortal Kombat Double Dragon uh, fight. I'm more of a Tekken guy, if I'm being honest. Oh! Yes. Well, so you might be really disappointed with the Tekken movies, then, if you've ever watched them. Uh, no, and that's why I've stayed away from them. You're not having this conversation. We are not doing this yeah. right now. This is not happening. Not, not on air. Not happening. I love the Tekken series as well. Tekken and Mortal Kombat. I never played a Street Fighter. I know it's sacrilege. I apologize. It's just never crossed my path, and I never went out of my way. I played. I know it's a different kind of fighter, but I played the hell out of the Streets of Rage. In fact, I played Streets of Rage four with Matt on my stream a couple months ago. Highlight videos on YouTube.com slash Stanley three. Um, <laughs> I play a lot of Tekken and a lot of Mortal Kombat. I have not played any of the modern console Mortal Kombat's, man. I, 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 I've been away from the series for a while, and it just occurred to me what Damien's going to bring up as the last thing, I think. Uh, if, not, yeah, I I have one more, if not, I have one more tidbit for the show. But anyway, uh, I love the series. I'm really looking forward to it, and I wish the Tekken movies would get the same treatment because those are garbage. Now, my, my only thing before you jump in, real quick. Wait, my, my thing, my point, my point, my turn. <laughs> Ladies first until I say so. Um, okay, so I, the one thing I did love for the original one, I love the actor that played Kano in the first one. Oh, yeah. Uh, rest in peace, too, because unfortunately he did pass He's away. Dead? Yeah, uh, from what I understand, oh, I it was that. like a shock to everybody, because apparently everybody really loved him, and he, they did a lot of... But I think what happened was he went through a bad divorce and depression and, you know, kind of things didn't the go very well. The Australian Kurt Russell. He looks mm-hmm. just like Kurt Russell, man. Yeah. But, I mean, he was an amazing Kano. He was, like, really, really, really good Kano. Um, the guy playing Kano, obviously there's going to be, uh, you know, because he's fine in the beginning and then later on you see him all messed up. I'm hoping it falls kind of into the – when Hugh Jackman first got on screen as Wolverine, where people were like, when they saw him in the trailers or whatever, like, dude, that dude's too skinny to play Wolverine. But then, like, when you went to see the movie, and the moment he started talking and moving, you were like, all right, Trudy looks like that, that, that's Wolverine. He's got Wolverine pretty down packed. Like, he's amazing. I'm hoping that this, what this actor does, because, like, he just doesn't see, like, physically he's not imposing, and he's not there. And, like, that look isn't there. But, again, it might, you know, one, I'm looking at the physique, it's not there. But also just, like, the character and the mannerisms. Again, the, the other guy was really good. I see Dan's looking it up and, and saw the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I, did, I apologize. He's from Croydon, England, not Australian. Mm-hmm. Um, I still also quote, she's here right on time. I still do Kano. I'll it's bring that up. He's spitting the phone. It's Reza. I love a woman. Don't you, Mr. Shang? It's the very on the point. Don't you, Mr. Shang Sung? <laughs> like, okay. Uh, unfortunately, Trevor Goddard is his name. Uh, and I did not know this. And of course, years later, now reading this, I'm like, shit, he's in Jag, the TV show. I know exactly. That's Kano. Holy shit. Uh, he died of a heroin, cocaine, and Vicodin overdose. 
Damn, he got pro wrestler on that show. Yeah, that's uh, so my understanding from like it was like a like he just got a bad divorce. He was, and, a, it was, he was in the middle of a divorce and he just was like, "Fuck it." Yeah, sad. And, oh, and apparently, they, they said they said like they were like that. He was like, like a, anybody that worked with him said like he was a super nice guy, uh, good, talented, and all this stuff. But just nobody really had a lot of bad any bad things to say about him. So yeah, that that was definitely a shame. But I'm hoping this guy comes through as Kano in the end, because like that's one person I'm not really impressed with yet. Now you had your hand raised. Go ahead, young lady. All right. So all right. So yeah. Um, you know, Tekken and Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter—they've all been made into movies. They're all fighting games. Now, at the core, you know, Mortal Kombat as a movie obviously works, regardless of how bad or good it is, because there is a huge story with it all. Yeah, and, they created a hell of a lot. Yes, and then and there's a Street Fighter movie, which that's the one I quote more. The way Dan quotes Mortal Kombat is the way I quote Street Fighter. No, we, but, we quote Raul Julia. Yeah, because I love to hate that movie, and I hate to love that movie. But... Oh. What the hell is the story to Street Fighter to begin with? I have no idea. The oh the the game? Yeah, what the hell is like? Um, okay, because we all get it. It's like even if you don't know the Mortal Kombat lore, you're like, okay, there's these people just chosen to be in Mortal Kombat, and the words Mortal Kombat alone is like, okay, fight to the fucking death. What the hell is the point of a Street Fighter? Uh, see, the thing is, it's like, okay, Bison has the whole criminal organization thing, and there's no real ties to it. It's just what happens. He's got to. And everybody has their own individual story and reason. So in terms of the video game, like there isn't everybody, you know, has their own ending and their own story. Like that's the thing. Like there's not really a tie-in and lore. It didn't start becoming fleshed out till later. And I think that was I think Mortal Kombat had to do with that when they started creating more of a lore and everything because Mortal Kombat really was, through their video games, creating lore to the point where they rebooted it more, made it more confusing than a DC timeline, an X-Men timeline. They've made it way more confusing. But they've created so much lore and backstory and everything like that, where, again, Street Fighter, the original ones, was just about, you know, the individual character's journey to be the best fighter in the world. So to speak, and that's what it was, you know. Like they, they, they were a world warrior, so they went to different places to fight the world's best warriors. It just so happens the last guy that they fight, it, it happens to be, you know, the boss of of a major world crime syndicate. And that, Enthralling. Reptile was at the fight. Again, he his wife they, who died on the I, Titanic. Again, when they were doing it, I don't, they weren't looking to make a big, full-blown story. I don't think they ever expected it to be that. So then when the movie was coming around, it was like, okay, how do we turn this into something? Like, that was the thing. Like, even when they started working on the movie with Van Damme, like, again, there was no fleshed-out lore. Like, Mortal Kombat came in with a lore. Street Fighter was just, like, being the best. It was a video. It was never – I don't think it was ever meant to be a movie as much as it was just like, oh, okay, you just want to be the best fighter in the world. But now here comes where well this thing is huge. Let's make a movie out of it. Okay, um, let's throw something on the wall and see what sticks. What do we got? So in essence, you just admitted that Mortal Kombat was better. In story creation, Lori, yes. Bam. Right? Bam. Great. That's all she was waiting to get to. That yes. She went the long route to get me to say that I didn't say Mortal Kombat was better. I said no, better. No, I mean, they obviously it, they were they influenced the game that you love so much. I mean, just saying. Without Street Fighter, there would have been no Mortal Kombat. And without Mortal Kombat, there would have be all this Street Fighter. 
No, Street Fighter wouldn't have yeah. a lore now. Data's brother. Ad- ad- advantage, Fox Ace. Street Fighter had a movie. Uh, advantage, Fox Ace. Three. No. A cartoon. No, um, I said a movie. Three movies? Yeah. Three movies. Yes. Yeah. Please tell me. Enlighten me. There's the Van Damme one. Yes. And the only one that matters. And then there's the two, like, really good uh, Japan Japanimation movies. They're, they're dubbed movies. They're movies. How'd your Mortal Kombat animated movies do other than the recent Scorpion one? Doesn't matter what, what we're talking about, how they did or how many they got, because we got we're two Mortal Kombat movies, we got Mortal Kombat Legacy, we have the new Mortal Kombat coming out, we have the Scorpion thing. Go. There's a lot. Okay, see, now we're going to pull. This is going down! This is happening! We are noticing we are witnessing a domestic was, dispute. There's been a bunch of freaking telev- there's been a bunch of television series for it. Granted, not here, but I've seen them. Da- Japanese television Why series. Why are you things out of our country? Because it's still media. Finally comes back. Remember when they said that you like Street Fighter, you like Mortal Kombat, yet they somehow made it work. We now see it unraveling all together now. The beginning of, hey, you like Street Fighter, I like Mortal Kombat, but somehow we'll make it work. Bullshit. It is all coming, it's all coming out now. It's all, the year it's a pent up resentment and frustration. If you're seeing it now, Nerdhurst fans, okay, this happily married couple. Yes, there it is. We are witnessing a domestic dispute that started way back during their courtship. When one said they were Street Fighter, the other said they were Mortal Kombat, and we can make it work, we now know that was bullshit. (laughs) And this, folks, has been, this will definitely wind up on the highlight reel for 2021 for Dan. I marked it like two minutes ago when you guys started arguing. Like, I'm writing this down. This is a this is gold right here. I don't have to write shit down. I have to press a button that adds a stream marker, and I just go back and edit it out. Anyway, all right. Oh, my God. Anyway, that was fun. Okay, so my last tidbit will be ending with the WTF. I always love when I have these. The WTF. And I begged Dan to get a soundbite for a WTF. I have a sound. You got to use the soundbite I had, which is the Ryan Reynolds one from Blade 3. Where he is, what the fuck? That used to be our WTF soundbite you would play. Like, it's like epic. Yeah, I'll uh, remind me. Okay. Seriously, remind uh, me, remind me so I can do it. Absolutely. I actually I have it on YouTube as an actual clip. That you, that's how we used to refer yeah, to it every get, now. Yeah, get me the audio and I'll put it. Uh, send me the send me the link to it and I will take care of it for next time. We'll do that. We'll do that. Okay. So this week's what WTF to close the crazy sandwich to start with. <laughs> I hate you so much. Is that word? Is that word again? I know. That's like the Pee's Playhouse thing. Sandwich. Ah! <laughs> okay. So, you know, um, Mattel Films has an amazing... Yeah, kitty, kitty, kitty. Uh, Mattel Films has a, quite the interesting track record uh, when it comes to their movies. Uh, yeah, their movies? <laughs> oh, Battleship? Uh, what did we call Battleship? Never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. That's fine, yeah. Well... Right. This is this is gonna this is gonna get interesting because this is gonna trump Battleship. Uh, and I even have to pull up my phone to, to read how this is actually going to go because I I snapped 
tidbits for the news bits for this. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> read the headline first. Mattel Films developing live-action heist comedy movie based on Uno starring rapper Little um, Yachty. Yacht, yeah, 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 Little Yachty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I will read this again. Mattel Films developing live-action heist comedy movie based on Uno starring rapper Little Yachty. Craig, where can the people follow you? Uh, they, <laughs> so here we go. Any place, not here. <laughs> Mattel has announced that their film company is developing a live action ice comedy based on the card game Uno. The film is set to star Grammy-nominated rapper Little Yachty. The rap reports that the action heist comedy written by Marcy Kelly is set in the underground hip-hop world of Atlanta. Uh, quote, at Mattel Films, we are looking to explore stories that bring our brands to life in unexpected ways. Uno is a game that transcends generations and cultures, and we look forward to partnering with Little Yachty, as well as with Coach K and Brian Schur to transform the classic Uno game into a comedic action adventure, end quote. Little Yachty added, I'm so excited to be a part of this film with Mattel. I played Uno as a kid, and I still do today. So to spin that into a movie based on the Atlanta hip-hop scene, I came out of, I, I came out of is, oh, I came out of is really special. It hits close to home for me. End quote, end article. Well, first of all, if there's any, there's going to be any movie that's based or set into the rap underground that's prevalent in Atlanta, it's all about Uno because I can't, you can't swing a dead rapper in Atlanta without them talking about Uno nonstop. I mean, it was, if there, you, you hear under. Did you just say you can't swing a dead rapper? Yeah, well, Dan, when you're talking about underground hip hop in Atlanta, it's one and the same with. I'm trying to give you an example of how ridiculous what the hell Uno has to do with underground rapping in Atlanta. Nothing. That's my point. Worry about what I said about swinging a dead rapper. It's like, what the hell is on under, Atlanta underground? I was really stuck in imagining you swinging some dead guy at somebody. Understand that the Atlanta underground hip hop gave birth to Outkast, gave birth to Ludacris, gave birth to some of the great rappers we have. And again, when the hell did any of them write a even write a song about Uno? Dude, what hold on, the, guys? Matt has the comment of the week. Matt just says, <laughs> cop, give it up. You're under arrest. And he calls Liliani, small boat. Think again. Pulls out reverse card. <laughs> now, if that isn't, that's a trailer right there. Yeah. That's a trailer right there. I don't think so, cop. Draw four. Oh, and he's just straight yeah. goes, oh, man. Nice <laughs> try, small Back. boat. <laughs> Well, that's the stupidest um, thing I've ever heard. Yes, the god-awful stupidest thing. Sorry. Almost as stupid as, as Frogger, the game show. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, I, I, I think this trumps Frogger, and I think this is definitely going to trump Battleship. This, this is screaming a hot mess. This yeah. is, I, I just, I, yeah. Oh, man. Do you believe this? Do you, I, I wanted I to add it. something, because uh, I think Damien was done his list, so I wanted to add one. 
ahead. So there's going to be a Twisted Metal, metal television series. Oh, yes. I've, I've heard about this, yes. Yes, and it's oh, going to be held Lord. by the guys who wrote Deadpool and Zombieland, the movies, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. And I just wanted to say, uh, until you give me a modern-day version of the game on the console with multiplayer online, I don't give a fuck about your television show. Thank you. Dynamite. End Oscar. quote. End quote. End quote. But no, seriously, I, I want to see that show, and I'm hoping the show kind of flows into a video game reboot of the series and gets it on modern consoles because that game is made for multiplayer. Battle Royal online. It's literally Fortnite on wheels with blood. Like, with <laughs> yeah. a giant flaming clown head. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. And mostly everybody except Matt is agreeing with me because Matt likes to disagree with me just to piss me off. But you're not going to get me, Matt, this week because you're wrong. And end quote. End quote. Huh. <laughs> harump. I didn't get a harump out of that guy. So, yeah, that is a – yeah. You know what okay. I kind of want to do now is I just want to heat up Oreos and eat them warm. <laughs> <laughs> and ask like Pam. I can see that. Like, you know, like you can get a little warmed up and stuff. Yeah. Make that and, make that creamy filling a little soft. Yeah. Add some spam. There's nothing wrong with soft cream filling, Veronica. Yeah, double V. Okay. Yeah. And uh look at <laughs> last minute uh checklist, as long as we're mentioning new movies and trailers and stuff like that. Uh, give a uh, a special look at Superman and Lois, which premiered uh, last night on the CW. Uh, very good. Once again, DC has shown that they are light years ahead of Marvel when it comes to TV production. Obviously, Marvel has the market cornered on their movies, but the DC TV shows, especially their first episodes, uh, are knocking it out of the park. Superman and Lois was a uh, uh, damn good first showing. First episode was 90 minutes, and uh, I totally, I highly recommend it, so this guy right here still holds up. Greatest superhero of all time. Speaking of the new shows, have you, I mean, we haven't watched it yet. Um, have you guys done, um, have you guys watched uh, Young Rock yet? Yes. I, I mean, I've heard great things thus far. It is good things. I will say, we talked about it on our, on Dan and our other podcast, um, HIAC Talk Radio. And uh, what I like best is it, they show snippets of Rock from, you know, from when he was uh, 10 to when he was 15 to when he was in high school and then when he was in college. They name drop a lot. Like when he was in college, you know, he went to the University of Miami and then he runs into Russell Maryland and Jesse Armstead who would go on to have, you know, all pro careers in football that um, they're on the same team as Rock. But at the beginning you have – and I, I applauded the actors – the actor who plays Rocky Johnson, Rockstar, looks dead on, looks just like him. And the actor, the younger days, yeah. Yeah, and the actor they had playing the Wild Samoans look exactly like them. But there is a scene, and I want to say, I didn't get a chance to say this on HIAC Talk Radio, and I'll say it to right now to our Nerd Herders fans who haven't seen uh, Young Rock Episode 1. And if you have seen Young Rock Episode 1, uh, spoiler alert, uh, but not even a spoiler alert at no time. At any point in history, the show starts off in 1981. 
They had no time. Were Rocky Johnson, the Wild Samoans, Junkyard Dog, the Iron Sheik, and Andre the Giant ever in the same place at the same time in Hawaii? Didn't happen. It looked great, and the actors they have playing them look amazing. The act, I don't know who the, the actor they got playing the Iron Sheik, but the Iron Sheik didn't have abs like that during his best. No, I've seen the images. That guy's like ripped. He, yeah. he, he was in shape, but no. this guy's got a beat. No, but, um, but all of them, but Iron Sheik, Junkyard Dog, Andre the Giant, the Samoans, and Rocky Johnson were never together in the same place at the same time in Hawaii in 1981. Didn't happen. It looked great, but didn't happen. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I was curious because I've, I've seen, like, especially because, like, I came home from teaching karate last week when it debuted, and I was like, oh, I kept seeing trails where I guess it debuted tonight. <laughs> like that. But I've heard things. I've heard good things. I heard good things. I heard things. Yeah, episode two was last night. Um, you can catch them both on NBC On Demand or on Hulu if you have Hulu. But, yeah, if even if you're not a fan of wrestling – um, check it out because it's, it's a tongue in cheek. It's set, it's, it's set in the future. Rock is running for president, and he's being, he's being interviewed playing himself, Randall Randall Park, okay, John, Jimmy Woo from uh, WandaVision. He's interviewing Rock about his run for president, and he's looking back on his life. Back on his life. And, okay, that's a, that's a fun little yeah. way to do it. Yeah, and like I said, the people that are playing the wrestlers look amazing. The guy who had playing Rocky Johnson looks exactly like him. I saw the image of the guy uh, that was playing Macho Man. Like, he looked pretty cool. Yeah, and where do you see, if you see episode two, Dame, the guy they had playing Ric Flair, uh, even though Rocky Johnson wrestled Ric Flair, it wasn't in Hawaii, and it wasn't in where where they said it was. But uh, the guy playing Flair does does the Flair flop perfectly. Nice. So, yeah, that's an episode two. So yes, Young Rock, check it out. Sounds like a plan. And get back. We, we, we lost Mr. Calachico. Yeah, I think the sandwich is coming back up. Uh, do we? Is there anything else you want to plug? Um, I wanted to ask uh, since we have an uh, an author rest here, she's in the middle of writing her her book. Uh, Tell me who I'm supposed to be. Uh, chapter one's almost complete. I understand. Uh, how is it going, Fox? It's going well. I am about a chapter and a half away from finishing the first draft of Tell Me Who I'm Supposed to Be. <laughs> uh, once the first draft is over, I'm going to go in it myself and you know, do my own personal editing mm -hmm. before heading the whole thing off to an actual real editor. So, no, it is, it's going pretty well. Excellent. Weird. I'm, I'm so proud of you. That's why I mentioned I wanted you, I wanted you to see Young Rock more than anything because you, it's a person looking back on their lives. And while it, in, the mo in the show it's kind of tongue-in-cheek and it's kind of, he's kind of a blending things together. Uh, to make it like a fun TV show, but you're doing it from your actual real life and looking back, um, it's some fondness and also there's some there's discomfort there because you know, the point of a biography or looking back is to show it all, warts and all. So I wanted to get your when when if you see Young Rock when you have time, I wanted to get your take on it because it's like you, you're someone who's looking back and putting their life out for people to see, and that's a big courageous step and. Uh, 
we're all behind you and incredibly proud of you for taking that because not everyone can do that. And not everyone always wants to look back at their lives. And uh, you're doing it, and uh, we're proud of you. So keep it oh, up. Oh, well, you know, I, I know she's a – we haven't touched on the subject, and it's a whole thing for another show or whatever like that or maybe on you guys. Because I know, like, you know, to get the feel and the mode, she's, she's done her uh, – homework and reading on other people's autobiographies, and a couple of them have really pissed her off. <laughs> yeah, it has. Okay. Wow. Well, well. Right. And I, the worst, I, I'm like, she's already picked her worst offender of the biographies. Okay. To the point where I was, con- I'm con, I don't, it's, a ma- it's more a matter of do I have the time for it, but to the point where I've contemplated doing an entire YouTube series. Really? Kind of picking it apart. While re-educating the people. Whoa. That's so called in the biography. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. I can't wait for both of those. Bella Twins. It's <laughs> 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 awesome. Well, now that we have Dan Calachico back in the, in the land of the living, and before he, he's about to see you again, you want to wrap up the show, Dan, since we're on your network, on your, your borrow time? No. No. Wrap up the show like, like you do. <laughs> I'll do like I'll do. I'll do me, boo. Uh, by the way, I decided I'm not editing all this. It's going to be one episode, and it's going to be called The Big One. All right. It's The Big One, Elizabeth. I'm coming to join you, honey. I'll be the one with hearts on my suit. Or I think. I don't know. The point is it's going to be one, and we'll decide on the name later. It's a long one, and it's a lot to do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Really language that to me? Yes. You really had to say <laughs> Wow. Um, I guess we got to fill in some quick context really quick. Our cat, so the, the, uh, the one that we just got back from the vet, is finally taking his first bowel movement in the litter. So, of course, he left the living room. So, we're like, where'd he go? So, Damien wants to go make sure he's okay. So, no, apparently he's in the litter. And Damien had to come back in the room and give me sign language that he's pooping. Show him your sign language, honey. I mean, that works. <laughs> You get it, right? You see it, right? You see it? Certainly it looks like a cat pooping. Cat ears. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been a long night. Can awesome, Dan. <laughs> yes, we can. Can you, hey, Dan, can you guys hey, Dan. Okay? this was for you, bud. This was for you before the night's over. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> He's guys, never gonna forgive me for this. Dan's gonna be plotting for revenge somehow, some way. Plotting or plotting? Plotting or plotting? Uh, cursing my name as he goes to the bathroom in the next 24 hours. Or plotting? You know what? I, I, I'm sure he does that anyway. Um, we have a every time I go to the bathroom, I go fucking Damien. Ugh! Oh, I gotta go to the bathroom and take a Damien. I gotta go to the bathroom and take a Damien. Yeah. Ugh! I gotta dump a dragon. I'll see you later. You guys dump a dragon. I just want to point out before we go, the problem with this burger is, is it's coming up in short burps and not one long burp, so it's living in there Uh-oh. and it's disgusting. So there, it's living here. So the aftermath is not going. The so aftermath is, is worse than the main earthquake. But okay, so how do you want me to end this? No, do your outro. Just go right to the outro. Okay. No, whenever you, we're good. Yeah. I was recording. Okay. Yeah, but. okay, camera on me. God damn it. And here we are. 
uh, as you can see, we're paying tribute to Batman and Superman, what Kelly hates and what Kelly mildly tolerates uh, in the background behind me. But this has been the Nerd Herders that I promised you. We are going to be shooting the shit, talking shit, and in Dan's case, eating shit. And where it comes out, we've it's had to take it on to you. It's going to be shit again. Okay, and that's completely up to you. Thank you for joining us for a shitastic episode of Nerd Herders. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Craig Legons, C-R-A-I-G-L-I-G-G-E-O-N-S. Happy couple. Where can people follow you? You can follow me at dvargus802 on Instagram and YouTube, uh, as well as uh, Damien Dragon Entertainment on Facebook, and of course Nerd Herders Rebooted, where I post all a lot more news uh, than we actually cover in the show. How about you? Oh. Why don't you spam away what you're gonna have? What you got to show? I love you. <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram at Viva Foxy Foxy. That's V I V A F O X Y F O X X Y. You can find me at Facebook.com slash Foxy Foxy, YouTube.com slash Viva Foxy Foxy, as well as Patreon.com slash Foxy Foxy, which is a monthly membership to help get my book to an editor. You can also help support my journey to an editor by heading on over to vivafoxyfoxy.threadless.com and picking up a t-shirt, a button, or what have you of all these motivational mantras that I've been putting on clothing, as well as zazzle.com slash store slash vivafoxyfoxy for those same little mantras on paper products like post-its and dry erase boards and blah, 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 blah. <sighs> All the support, the upcoming biography, Tell Me Who I'm Supposed to Be, uh, by uh, the wonderful, beautiful Veronica Vargas, whoever that is. Uh, and Dan, uh, where can people follow you if they so choose? All social media platforms, DanLaw83, Twitch, and YouTube, DanLaw83. <laughs> You're getting Dan now. For the soon-to-be late Dan Calachico, yes. <laughs> my name is Greg Lagan. Thanks. Uh, the, with Foxy Foxy and... Uh, Damien Vargas. This has been Nerd Herders. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, and we'll see you next month. Hey, this is a Total Package Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airlines cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and 
Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2. May 15th. Featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band Shades of Grey playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Blu-ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You getting ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.